0: Told you, that awesome?
1: you switch for the past uh, Octopath Traveler Traveler Alert. That
0: no, was actually a game you probably won't be able to win. Oh, I forgot to
1: bring it again.
0: Yeah, you did. I figured you would because you were doing stuff beforehand. Um, I've been playing a game called The Alliance Alive.
1: I have it's never heard of it.
0: It's a game by NIS. Um it was uh, originally a three D, um, a three D S game, mm-hmm. and they did an HD remaster. I have tried of it. Never no mind. Uh, they did an HD remaster, and I found out after the fact that I bought it on Switch because it was an impulse buy before I went on vacation. I found out that it is actually on Steam as well, which I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, this I like. I kind of like this trend right now where games are being brought from handheld consoles to uh, to the uh, it's probably uh, easier to bring to the, the, the switch. Oh, you right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also probably easy considering hardware um, configurations to get it to switch. Um, but also, it looked kind of like uh, if you were to say, for instance, take like a oh, excuse me, if you were to like emulate, say, for instance, like a I guess a, a DS or a 3DS game, or even like a Game Boy Advance game, you could kind of when you emulate it, you can up-res it and make it look a little bit better. In this case obviously with the 3DS the uh the resolution on the bottom screen and, and top screen they, they're not really that high. And so you can kind of, it's like oh it was almost like they didn't have to do much other than uh bring the resolution up, you know. And the textures might have actually already been nice cuz it looks like they're oh, yeah. kind, well, they're I mean, kind that's... of like vector like textures where like everything's kind of smooth and very anime.
1: That's kind of a thing anyway. Yeah. They like I mean they'll they'll make like a version of their game and then they'll no downrise at all yeah. for the
0: for the console. So, yeah.
1: just to clarify, the podcast started,
0: or maybe it didn't. I I, I wasn't really sure if we're just
1: shooting the poop or, I I don't know. Maybe maybe
0: uh, maybe <laughs> I say welcome to the NVG podcast. Okay. <laughs> My name is Will and this is David. Um, we were talking beforehand, but I'll probably cut all that because. I was talking. He says that, love, but he
1: then he won't, and he's like, I "That's too much will work."
0: I said something that I'm not actually sure, and I'm not,
1: that you weren't proud of.
0: No, 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 no. Um, a fact that I couldn't verify, and oh I, yeah, I prefer not to state things like that. I
1: mean, we do that plenty, though. Really,
0: I try not to. I am pretty good about like only stating like if I if I don't know, I'll say on the podcast, "Hold on." I'll I'll look that up during the
1: break, or I'll look it up in a second,
0: and then so, I'll be like, "Ha ha, I was right."
1: Somebody was recently listening to our uh, original Star Wars podcast, yeah. and they, <laughs> I guess we got like from the original trilogy, we got some like both of us got stuff wrong, like and they're like, "I don't, I don't remember what, what it was," but uh, they were just like, "How did you not remember that?" I'm like, "Well, it's not like we just watched these things, and granted, we probably watched them. Well, you don't, you won't really watch, rewatch things."
0: Yeah. So, so, most of that stuff is off the top of my head. So, obviously, yeah. there might have been things that were wrong. I mean,
1: it was top, off the top of my head, too. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Also, I didn't research. So. All critical of us.
0: Whatever. I mean, it's to be... It's kind of to be expected of Star Wars fans. But we're not talking <laughs> about Star Wars today. We're actually talking about something that we talk about every first week of the month. And that is a Final Fantasy. And considering that last month was Final Fantasy Nine, you can only guess that this month will be Final Fantasy Nine point five. No, this is <laughs> Final Fantasy ten. Um, shoot.
1: I wonder if they could make a sequel to nine. They could make a sequel anyway.
0: They, they could make a sequel to nine, but there's not actually a lot of like threads to grab onto for a sequel mm-hmm. to nine, which would probably mi- lend to it being something akin to the uh, the thirteen sequels where they were grasping at Charles. Yes. But okay. That being said, ten is Final Fantasy ten is the first uh, Final Fantasy. For PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. um, it was the first Final Fantasy with voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Final Fantasy that uh, uh, I would I wouldn't say it's not the it's not the first one to use motion capture, but it's the first yeah. one to use uh, fun- motion capture for facial for every yeah for yeah, facial, facial and for pretty much everything yeah. in that game. That game is skeletal very animations. That game is very very fluid, mm-hmm. um, considering the year it came out in. It still re- it holds up, and then it got an HD remaster down the line, um, which made it hold up even better. Um, though people did have some problems with the fonts and things like that. Oh, no, um, I haven't played the, did you the remake. Know that the Final or- Fantasy community is really really like like strict about the fonts that you use in their games? Like if you use Say for instance, uh, let's go back to like the Chrono Trigger. When mm-hmm. I got brought to PC, they changed the Kay. font, they cleaned it up, they made it to where it was like a a native Windows font, right? Whereas the fonts on the original Super Nintendo are actually uh, pictures; they're not necessarily font files. They're actually like a uh, like a picture palette. Oh I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And so the letters were more pixelated. They they felt like pictures every time like you, a letter popped up, right? And um. Typically for HD remakes, what they end up doing is they actually use a uh, system font. So, mm-hmm. say for instance, the HD remake for Ten actually used the system font for PlayStation Three. Um, oh yeah. And so it's a, it's a nice clean font. It's it's not a bad font, but it's weird because it it throws people off because it looks like the font doesn't belong there because it right. was made for that. Yeah, that makes Which, sense. Um, it's funny because if you go back and you look at each Final Fantasy and their font it's actually kind of like a curated font they made one mm-hmm. specifically for the the things and as the final fantasies progressed the fonts did get a little bit uprest but they were never they were never system fonts they were always uh built-in fonts from their from their engine or the one that they were
1: so in the game with so it's time for them to design their own Final fantasy system font that i don't think so i think i think it's actually it's kind of the way that music is done so there's
0: a lot of series that like to like if it's a series of games they'll reuse music they'll reuse themes and stuff like that right um, but Final Fantasy is known for every time having new stuff and then maybe having reiterations of old stuff mm. uh, but having new stuff there too and I think even when it comes to sound effects even if they use the same sound effects they do change them ever so slightly or they mix them with other fa- sound effects or if the system hardware allows they upres or they have a like a higher sample rate so like it sounds cleaner and right. things like that. Um shoot, we have synthesized sounds from Final Fantasy One through um through uh through six. Seven actually I believe there's versions of seven soundtrack that was um MIDI files, so synthesized sounds, but they use sorry, MIDI files actually would they use uh like sound bites right. to make it. Whereas
1: um like Super Nintendo they use like waveforms to make mm-hmm. sounds. Anyway, I see, you know, I always say like whenever you start talking about music and everything mm-hmm. and i'm always like right uh-huh
0: <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I try to make i try to make it as simple as possible yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know that eventually um my friend chris and i um we all we both uh produce music and eventually we do want to actually do like an, a deep dive and exploration into the video game music so awesome by me saying that on the podcast it has to happen now yeah um, i'm glad I've, I've been wanting it actually right um but yeah so one of the things that Tin did is it took all of the stuff that every prior Final Fantasy had done, um, whether it be revolution revolutionizing graphics for that console, mm-hmm. um, FMVs that blow your mind. Well, that was the
1: first Final Fantasy for that console, right? But well, yeah. no,
0: I'm saying inter- inter- I'm saying each Final Fantasy always tried to maximize the console's capabilities, right? At their and, at that time, that they right, kept, yeah, and so ten. Was out here try They li- literally said, What is the most we can do without breaking the PS2? Right from the get go, really. Right from the yeah. get go. Mind you, we do still have Final Fantasy 11 and 12 to mm-hmm. come up from the PS2, but even both of those still, in my opinion, pale in comparison to how well 10 used the PS2 right, right. to its advantage, which, again, that's Square Enix coming up well, strong. I like,
1: mean, in a way, they, they still con- kind of made pre rendered backgrounds, they weren't pre rendered. Right. They were still three D, but you couldn't rotate the camera or anything like that yes. so they could put as much detail as they wanted to into the
0: scene. And to be honest, I, I actually like that. I mean, one of the things about Ten is that everything the experience felt fully curated. There yes. wasn't too many open world um um there wasn't there was only one technically open world area. The Calm Lands? Yes. Um and uh and even then it was still it was kinda of barren and it, it didn't it's this weird thing that game designers can do that they try to subliminally tell you don't be here, be somewhere else. Um where like okay, so you're in the plains and you're walking right. around there and you know that because it's so ordinary, there's not much going on here. But if you find a little like a little cliffside, you see a little path mm-hmm. that leads into an area that has more color to it, you know that's where you're supposed to be or that's where something good might I be. Appreciate I appreciate
1: that they do that.
0: It, I, I don't do have too. time to waste. Exactly. It, it's it's actually one of those things that, I mean, I think uh, JRPGs are, are really good for, but also there's like things that you learn from playing JRPGs or it's just RPGs in general, like always go left or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like every time you Wait, see... that's a
1: thing? Always go left?
0: Um, sorry. Go always I, go left of the path? Typically, I think by default in <laughs> the brain, I'm pretty sure most level designers it's whether they know it or not it usually tends to go right you tend to take the right path uh-huh. because you're taking the right path um
1: but then most well, i mean that doesn't translate the japanese it does not that's I interesting know. i really want to like look at that nowadays though but or look for i that. say always turn left but
0: i think when i say left it necess- it doesn't necessarily mean the direction left but always um always the opposite direction that you think you're supposed to be going um because you always know that if you go off the beaten path or if you go down the other path that looks like it's a dead end Mm -hmm. there's a treasure chest there oh yeah or there's a monster there or there's a person for you to talk to a side quest to start blah 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 this game was very i feel like this game because again it was one that seemed a little bit more mainstream um and we'll actually when we get to final fantasy 13 we'll talk more about how the mainstream has affected Final Fantasy. Is this the most mainstream to this point? This would be the most mainstream to this point. Why? Because uh, we're looking at graphics that make people want to buy the most sold console ever. Right. Um, You know? And um, so also, again, it was one of those things. so, So one of the things about this Final Fantasy and not having like things that you can, like a map that you can rotate or anything like that, is that it actually placed more like importance on the path that you like actually took also again being a mainstream uh being more mainstream than before getting more people to play final fantasy 10 was another one that was like a a landmark one for a lot of people where that was the final fantasy they got in on you know oh, yeah at where because it's funny it's like seven and ten are like the two final fantasies that a lot of people refer back to i know nine tends to be a favorite for a lot of people mm-hmm. or six seems to be a favorite for a it lot seems, of people.
1: Nine, seven, seems f- hmm? nine seems to be a favorite of Final Fantasy fans.
0: Right. I but and- seven and ten are the ones where people when you ask which of the first Final Fantasy you yeah. played, yeah. those are the ones they played. Um obviously there's a lot of people who played one through six and I'm not yeah, disparaging yeah, yeah, yeah. those people, but I'm just saying when again we're talking about mainstream Final Fantasy now. Um because I still feel like even at 7's time, Final Fantasy was still if you played JRPGs, you know what Final Fantasy is. Mm-hmm. If
1: you didn't, you were like what's a Final Fantasy, <laughs> you know? Um I mean, I think most people knows what it is. Now, right. you know for Final Fantasy 10, mm-hmm. I think uh of all the fa- like if someone says Final Fantasy Seven's my your favorite uh Final mm-hmm. Fantasy game, I think there's enough people that would be like really, Final Fantasy, of course it's Final Fantasy 7. Uh but then like for Final Fantasy 10, I feel like that's the one where like if someone says that's my favorite, you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." Right? Cuz
0: it, it isn't that weird? I, I don't it's, think so. I like I a, personally
1: think this is the most well-rounded and polished Final Fantasy. Like I I'm I don't I might even say
0: laugh? Is this where I, I insert the say, Titus laugh? Titus laugh?
1: Well, okay. Well, well, we'll talk about vo- <laughs> we'll talk about voice acting and why the voice acting is. If you take about okay, let's just take out voice acting. Okay, which I personally I listened to it again recently. It's not bad. It's I not know. that bad. I know. Um, it, and it's true to be honest. It's really just that one line,
0: or it's just that one laugh that throws. That there, there's a to, few
1: others. Like some of the side characters are like, ooh, that's pretty bad.
0: But you know what? You expect that though. Yeah. Of a, a first time foray into into this kind of thing. Also, when we talk about voice acting, oh. We'll get further into why that was um, a little different for Final Fantasy peoples. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Oh, what I was talking about. So this is going to be the first Final Fantasy that includes like an area map Mm -hmm. for every area. Mind you, prior Final Fantasy. What do you mean? So prior Final Fantasies gave you like a world map. Like a HUD map? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is going to be the first one that actually includes the HUD map for everywhere. That's funny because, oh, I do remember now. And that's why people who like to complain about Final Fantasies and who have, I don't know, previously played Skyrim or or I say Skyrim, but all the Elder Scrolls games and how open world they Mm -hmm. are. And they're like, what's what's with these linear paths? And then it does not help. And this is something, again, I'll talk about for the 13. It doesn't help that the map shows just how linear it is. The, The area map shows that there's only two branching paths and you can't go
1: any further than that. Mind you, okay, occasionally there's little areas that go off of the, the shown paths or whatever. There's but still a lot there. of exploration in Final Fantasy X though. Like, and, and the people... Is,
0: the areas are big enough to where you can actually like say, okay, I know you're showing me what I can do, but I can't see all of it. So I still do the exploration to go down that I, path.
1: Well, I mean, each area has like, each area has its own different type of people. their different cultures, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. You know, it's interesting how they handle the conflict that we'll get into uh, around the story but right. i mean there's a lot of they t- like i've talked about some of the past final fantasies where the world is a character but right. like this world has a huge history so, so let's start with this before we before we get to the off the rails we and we didn't even huh? <laughs> before we go off the rails and we we didn't even do the intro yet no no not, <laughs> t- technically that was the intro yeah yeah um
0: spoilers ahead i'm not going to try to hold that because a lot of oh like, i'm not even gonna bother with this one no way okay so that being said this game when you say the world is a character that's like a big thing because mm-hmm. the world technically this isn't one of those
1: theoretically the world's a character no
0: this is like technically the whole world exists as a character in the story
1: but not even that like all this to different find later on and stuff oh, yeah. like that yeah all the different regions are, are characters too Oh, i yeah. mean that's oh yeah there's I mean, there's a ton of depth
0: um, you sent me a text message saying, "Hey, I didn't realize there was so much religious undertone."
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, until I I came back and was really thinking about it, and I was like, "Wow,
0: yeah." The thing is, like this, st- you start off with this religion of of Yemen, mm-hmm. um, and then you realize that the people who follow it—I mean, obviously, as religion is want to do—they follow it for different reasons, for different, um right, for different ways to to fill the void or whatever, or to explain the things, explain death. And I think mainly Yevon is to explain death and then like, or to help define it and help mm-hmm. to assuage its uh its detrimental effect on, on the citizens. Because I mean, if you think about it, like the fact that they send somebody on a pilgrimage to die, mm-hmm. like, you know, like... They, well, you're the martyr. Embraced, you're a martyr. Right. This, you've embraced yeah. the idea of death so that others don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and others can look at it as like, it was just bound to happen. It's supposed to happen. This is the circle of things. Sin comes, we die, we sacrifice, we mm-hmm. don't die. Then we have the the time. Uh, uh, is it the calm time? What is it called? It's called the calm. The calm. Okay. Ten-year calm. Um, which again, the the way. Oh man, so, I want to say ten up till this point, or up to this point, ten has some of the best, like. Under, so this is this foundation yeah. of everything like that to just for it all to be thrown like in like the in the third or fourth act, fourth act for it all to like in and this not in a bad way for it to all be like turned on its head and for you to like
1: truly like question everything prior to well that's the theme i mean that's one yeah. of the themes of this game so excuse me i uh so i said you know the story is definitely a dense game but it's a little different than like xenogears where like Xenogears is dense in its nature, but yes. the cool but thing about Final Fantasy...
0: Xenogears is dense from
1: the get-go. From the get-go. But the interesting thing about Final Fantasy X is the core story is straightforward enough that like, as a casual fan, yeah. it's very entertaining. Hence why it can be a lot of people in say the mainstream, Yeah, in the mainstream and everything. But then underneath the hood with all these religious themes and all these different uh, f- philosophical whatever... Yeah. Um. It be, it can be it can be pretty much as deep as not it not as deep as you want it, but it's much deeper than you know. Everyone's going to get a different experience from this game, right? Um,
0: everything from from the pilgrimage to the relationship between the pilgrims, if you were or as 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 it were um the, but and then to what the, is the pilgrimage? The okay, so the pilgrimage is for a chosen summoner
1: to go from temple to temple mm. pray to Yevon, or the gods of Yevon? you you okay. so you pretty much you pray to these statues of uh of the faith and the, and it's yes, all very okay. confusing yeah so
0: the fi- it's weird they use a lot of common words to define uh they they use a lot of pronouns or sorry mm.
1: yeah but they actually very like the way they call like it, like it sin and faith and yeah. so so the 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 faith are people that have willingly given up their soul to essentially become an aeon. and the aeons are the summons of this game right and um so but the aeons though they actually take the form of so so the people that give up their soul to go into these statues like they they, they kind of get in this eternal dream state mm-hmm. and the aeon that comes forth is the keep, dream keep that keep that um uh, keep the the dreams dreams in general just keep that in mind because it's very very important (laughs) Uh, but the their dream form is what comes out in the Aeon form right?
0: oh let's also mention that the world that there are two worlds in this game there is
1: Uh, Spira and uh, oh crap I forget what it the else no crap else (laughs) world I mean (laughs) the far plane dang there you go (laughs) that it is there it is (laughs) Um, <laughs> I was gonna try to like give you
0: hints to get it, but you, you get uh, the opposite of near. So, so we start in Spira, but we start in one version of Spira. At the beginning of the game, we get transported to another version of Spira, which can be interpreted as well the far plane, because that's how it's dreamed to be. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so, so it's a really
1: so it's kind of interesting. So it starts off in. Xanarkand land or Xan... I don't know how to say it. It doesn't really matter. Zanarkin. Uh And there's like... It's this advanced civilization. And uh, your main character, he's this famous blitzball player. And um, he goes to do his tournament. And then this city is attacked by sin. Uh, you're like... Your mentor, Orin, mm-hmm. he, he comes to your rescue. And then all of a sudden you wake up and he's in this foreign land. And he doesn't know what's going on. And he comes to the conclusion that he's in the same world, but he's in the same world a thousand years after, like he got teleported into the future a thousand years. And spoiler alert, like I already know that's, that's not what really happened, but that's what he thought. And, and so that's, and that's kind of how they, they, they built this game where they, you know, they kind of built the story around this newcomer to this world. So it's like, it's like a little kid real, realizing the world as he discovers it, essentially.
0: And if you remember, one of the things that this game um, really likes to drill home at the beginning of the game is that this is my story. I'm going to tell Mm -hmm. my story. Um, And so you realize (laughs) that even though you play as a cast of characters, most of the experiences are from the perspective of Titus. Titus, Titus, By the way, we got to figure out which one one we're going to go with because I I don't want to say it
1: twice every time. I'm going to go with Titus because that's what I called him when I was growing up. Um, I don't. It's really funny. There's actually voice acting in this game. And I don't know why I get confused with Titus and Titus. It's Titus in the game, right? They actually say Titus? No. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> funny thing is I don't think they say most characters' names because I think you can name oh, them. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. So, yeah. So, that's a that's a weird thing. Also, mm-hmm. most other characters that aren't the main characters... If they haven't there's there's like a couple that have names but other ones have pronouns there's a guy who they just call him father yeah that they will never they never give him a name and then his cohort is brother that he literally call him brother yeah <laughs> yeah oh
1: <laughs> gosh okay so i actually thought his voice acting was really good in this game
0: so one of the, one of the nice things about when you play a JRPG, especially a JRPG with voice acting, is that you will always get uh, uh, vocal ticks or vocal no. uh, affectations, <laughs> if you will. Um, and they decided to give a uh, a section of people a certain, mm-hmm. so, like, like I don't know. They made that they weren't Russian; they were um, oh, shoot.
1: They're almost like Jamaican, but they're they're like a mix between. No, they're let's see. It was like a it was like a almost like a like a English
0: Ukrainian kind of thing. It was really Oh, you're talking about the Albed. Al, Albed. Albed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's almost it's weird because if you hear hear the name Albed, you're thinking probably Middle Eastern, right? Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like it was it would be or they probably were thinking something about uh along the lines of it's insensitive to use that accent. Um Maybe. but at the same time uh, obviously, their voice actors figured out a uh, a happy space in between, so like that area or in that area, or something right, right, like right. That to to make to make it form. Also, JRPGs tend to, and this is good, I guess. In this case, JRPGs tend to go with whatever is foreign that people usually sound British,
1: or or English, <laughs> if you will. Well, I mean, well, like I said, like uh, Waka's. Uh, I mean, they sound Jamaican, really. Uh, more Hawaiian, but yeah. Are you think Hawaiian? Yeah.
0: Okay, I go with that. Actually, um, yeah. I think yeah, because I think even just the appearance alone, they tried to do like an
1: islander thing. Well, um, it, it's it's uh, so a lot of the themes they pulled from Thailand and is it Bali ball? I think it's just ball. And then just just pretty much south southeastern Asia in general. Right. That's and, and um, well, because they wanted to go away. I guess people were c- complaining about the sci-fi elements of Final fantasies. Which is weird because Final Fantasy VII was so popular. It, you know what it is because again, there's people who look at like Final Fantasy IX as being again
0: the people who like Final Fantasies mm-hmm. and have played them all or played a lot of them. They look at Nine as just being like it's it. To, Final Final Fantasy has the name in it. Um, they think of uh, the 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 rpgs is being fantasy right um and if you take away from that and you put too many things that can be defined because typically what happens in sci-fi is you define a lot of rules you define like a like how the world operates and things like that whereas in fantasy most of the time you have to explain it off with i guess that's just magic Mm -hmm. and if you look at seven yeah we do have magic and everything like that but the a lot of the conflict centers around uh, a technology company right and um but also i mean and then then they delve into like what that technology company did to modify people and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and And the
1: environment
0: right and then in eight you go um i mean you're dealing with time travel which isn't necessarily magical it's more again it's a a sci-fi theme um and it's something that can be defined undefined it can be manipulated in a certain way and it, again you lose a little bit like magic exists right
1: but they explain it a wow, way so easy because they explain magic as a science mm-hmm. um and this one is like so much like magics feels so much more spiritual it, it's, it feels different than all the other ones
0: magic doesn't magic it's weird because magic actually only feels like you use it in battle mm-hmm. and then the other things that are associated with magic that are closer to chance or closer to prayers mm-hmm. and even then you can't really quite define what they're actually doing. Um, and again, that's leads to the magic of magic. Like, um, uh, I think we, I can't remember what, which podcast we discussed it in. Uh, we discussed hard magic and soft magic. Uh, um, Oh,
1: that was like, I think that was first season. We're talking about, you're talking about the, the Sword of truth trilogy, I think. Yeah. yeah. So in, or in, or in trilogy, but 10, Oh yeah. Just the, 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 the novels. books in general.
0: Um, in Final Fantasy X, they're closer to what I would say is a uh, soft magic. In other words, magic does not have a a defined like place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a defined amount of power. It doesn't have defined rules as to how it can be used. But we know it exists. Um, and I think I feel like in all the other ones, hard it was just straight up hard magic because you just knew. Oh, you need material to do this. Um, you need GFs to do this, you know, um, and then in nine, of course, now it's just, okay, cool, everybody's magical, and uh, we can make clones, and we can, uh, we could, we could, there's airships, and hey, we use airships, that's fantasy, um, and, then, <laughs> and we yeah, can there's summon definitely... things, we could just, we can, little girls with horns exist, and they summon things too, right. and, and oh, you know what, I'm just going to turn my whole city into a summon, how about that, and, you know what I mean, like,
1: I just realized that they use sin as a metaphor for the fans (laughs) because sin's whole purpose was to annihilate technology and to make sure that civilizations don't get too advanced to where they can develop this said technology. Oh yeah. That's kind of funny. The thing is you, if you play the game now, you definitely read into a lot
0: of things Mm -hmm. that happened in there. And then even just like the player sentiments towards the, towards technology and, or even towards people who did use technology, um, but yeah,
1: that was, yeah, that's a, man,
0: 10 is, 10 is a lot of, a lot of
1: depth. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Let's, uh, so we kind of went all over the place. Yes. So we're going to take a break and, and we then we're going to, yeah, we're going to, yeah, there we go. So we are
0: recording a podcast and we forgot that we had an outline <laughs> and so what we're going to do now. we're gonna do now so wait why did you forget why did i forget because i like final fantasy X a a lot and i got lost in the sauce as it were (laughs) um that being said we are actually going to uh we're gonna steer this little boat all uh back to back on on track and we're gonna um we're gonna kind of start from the
1: the beginning
0: a little bit after the beginning yeah and uh, that way we can get these uh, these
1: structured facts out here. If and you haven't already, go back to more opinions. yeah. If you haven't already read the time, and we weren't even done recording this, but I would assume that the time is going to be really long for this podcast. So
0: we're at about thirty minutes or so.
1: So we basically gave like a summary, and now we're like giving the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so development for Final Fantasy X started in nineteen ninety nine. Whoa. Yeah. Turn of the century, century. Yeah. Uh, and it cost between about 32 and 50 billion to produce. It was weird that I had this big range because I saw two different things. You said billion? Sorry, million. Bro, I was like, <laughs>
0: wait, this costs more than they, any game that's ever been produced? What They the pulled man? out all the stops for this like game. Like, even Destiny costs
1: only like, like half a million or something, or half a billion. Like, hey, did it really cost half a billion? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. That's sad. Um, half a million <laughs> if it only cost 500,000 that's funny. Um anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it had a staff over it was about over 100 people involved in the in the game. Makes sense. Uh so this is directed by uh, uh Yoshinori Katase Katase and I know you've heard us talk about this guy a bunch at this point. Yes. Uh and so he did Final Fantasy 6, VI, 7 VII, and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed uh Chrono the I think just Chrono Trigger, I don't know if he did Chrono Cross. Uh but this is actually his last time directing. So what did he do after this? He is now an executive officer for Square Enix and the head of business unit number one.
0: Okay, so he's practically on the retirement
1: path. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, kind of. Actually, um, but that means he also probably sits on a board that says, "No, we're good." There, <laughs> yeah. There, well, there is actually there is a board for Final Fantasy. It's the quote, and yeah, he's he's had He's one of them.
0: The thing about it is, you can tell. That Final Fantasies will never not be; cur- they, they will always be curated. Mm-hmm. There's always so many defined things that need Final Fantasies will never be lit off the lit off the leash to 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 be something new. It will always be within the confines of this is what we define. This is what we need to be mm-hmm. accomplished. I mean, I think, and this is just my opinion. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why thirteen verses never really kind of or never really took off. And that it had to be changed into another game altogether is because Tetsuo Nomura I felt like if you looked at a lot of the original stuff for that it you could tell he was going off the rails. he was kind of changing the format of the games. I mean fifteen still turned out to be a change in format, but hmm. You could tell he went; he was going a completely different direction. It was it was getting a lot of inspiration from the from like the Kingdom Hearts series mm-hmm. and like how action based it was. And, well, then and Crisis Core, right? Mm. And like trying to, pretty much trying to. It wasn't that he was doing something bad. He was trying to bring it into the new into the new generation mm-hmm. of video games. Uh, but I, again, I'm pretty sure sitting in front of that board that there's like no, there's certain things we have to do, and what you're doing is not going to allow us to do that. Or what You're doing does not fit within the framework, we can't let you do it. Um, Which is weird because it was
1: a side title, you know, right? Anyway, but even the side titles, they're very much on the, on yeah. the path. I mean, we could talk <laughs> about that. Well, actually, we'll have a whole podcast on that, yeah, when the time comes. Uh, so the d- event director was uh Motomu Toriyama, okay. and what uh, did he work on? so he did, he was the event director for Bahamut Lagoon. Oh, <gasps> yeah, again. Isn't it weird? Like all the games that, <laughs>
0: that I love have the have people from at them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
1: so I guess he was event director for Final Fantasy VII also. Um, okay. But he he became the director for Ten uh, to Thirteen and its sequels. So this is the guy that fell in love with lightning.
0: As did everybody else. Come <laughs> on.
1: man. <laughs> and uh, well, remember the the cup size thing. Oh god. Yeah. So he's the co-director now for Final Fantasy VII remake.
0: And I wonder if but it's. gonna gr- worked on the original Final Fantasy VII. Then yeah, th- it stands to reason that there's well, a lot of th- people worked
1: on the original, but, right, but <laughs> no, I'm saying it
0: stands to reason that a lot of pe- the people who were uh, instrumental in getting it out, like okay, so obviously there's programmers, there's designers, mm-hmm. there's artists and stuff like that. They're working on it, but like it stands to reason that all the directors and producers and everybody else are going to have some kind of say. Yeah. In the, in the remake. Oh yeah. Whether it be just sitting on a board somewhere, or um, actually directing or co-directing in this case, well, or I wonder if producing.
1: I wonder if he's going to take over for the remainder of the remakes, and that's why he's co-directing this one. I just want you to sit there and be
0: surprised when the remake comes out, and it's the full freaking game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you heard it here, and it's all going except for the whole game takes place in Midgard now. Yes. Also,
0: <laughs> I'm just realizing that this podcast will come out a week before the remake comes out. Yeah. So, yes, you heard it here first. The Final Fantasy VII remake will actually be the full game. It won't be just Midgar. <laughs> <it>, like everybody <laughs> thinks it's going to be. It's not going to be episodic because they actually took more time because they had to make sure they could compress the files properly into their six-disc um, <laughs> It's going Blu-ray be six compilation. Discs. Yes. Uh, and it's going to be at minimum, at minimum. Two hundred and fifty gigs. New hard drives, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, you heard it here first on the MBG podcast. Wow, I am so excited now. You should be. <laughs> Alright, so wow, man. Um so I <laughs> throw you off. Uh, so so some of the 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 scenario riders, uh, so nojima. So He's also been kind of around. Uh, he directed Bahamut Lagoon again. Ay. Um He did this. He's the. So he's been a, a scenario writer a ton for the series. Why can't they just remake Bahamut Lagoon? What the heck, guys? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm surprised nobody. I'm surprised nobody. Square Enix is like, let's do this. It, to be
0: honest, it's it's like the, it's all 2D, which means all you're doing is upraising mm-hmm. ever so slightly. Or do you don't even have to upraise? You can just do what you do at Chrono Trigger, clean up the menus, and that's all.
1: We can start a campaign on Twitter. We could. But maybe that'll be our, th- our and, thing. And we'll just say... Oh, do we, we have a Twitter handle now? Not yet. Oh, we do. Will we? On April whatever? <laughs> 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 we could. We could. Um, and but don't worry will, about that it right now. It'll likely be uh, something,
0: MVG and I, you know. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, we should start a like a hashtag re-
1: remaster uh, Bahamut Lagoon. You cowards, <laughs> <laughs> you cowards! <laughs> um, all right, so so he directed Bahamut Lagoon, and uh, he he was a scenario writer for Seven, Eight Kingdom Hearts, Advent Children, Kingdom Hearts Two, Crisis Core, Subspace Emissary for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. He did Final Fantasy Thirteen. He did Fifteen. He did Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeesh. Yeah, i mean this dude's he's one of their main writers. He's been around town. And then uh Daisuke Watanabe. Uh he actually was scenario writer for all Kingdom Hearts except for three. So maybe he was actually like the really good writer. Whoa. <laughs> are you trying to say that Kingdom Hearts three isn't that good? It's still good.
0: Okay. I just It's
1: funny sure. how I soured on it. I liked it a lot when I played it and over time I've soured on it more. hmm I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. What uh what I'm
0: talking about. we're
1: talking about what final fantasy 10 10. so he also did final fantasy 12 he's the lead writer for final fantasy 13 2 and for 13 3 okay maybe he's not the best writer um whoa whoa, 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 whoa. because he did what uh 13 2 and 13 3 but you said 12 as well right he did 12 is that the reason why
0: or just because of 13 2 and 3 i don't know i don't know anymore
1: you just don't want to say it now that you're being <laughs> put on the spot. No, it's for thirteen two and thirteen three. Um Okay, cool. I'll give you that. And the battle design was uh by, done by uh uh Toshiro Tsuchida. Okay. And uh what did he work on? He was he was the director of the PS two and PS three front mission games and he did the battle system for Final Fantasy thirteen.
0: You said front mission? Mm-hmm.
1: He did two of the front mission or actually all the PS2 and PS3 front mission games. And it the, sounds I, like this guy left though after 13. I'm not sure he's working there anymore, but he did so he did the battle system for 10. Ah, uh, yes. That's pretty
0: cool because front mission games are turn-based. Um hmm. they're not uh they're not the active time or whatever. Um, which is funny because then they made a like a, a 3D front yeah. mission and it turned out, <laughs> yeah.
1: It, and then they made another front mission game just recently that was supposed to be a stealth game that was last great. mission yes. or something like that. Yeah. Um, can you guess who the character designer was? Um, it was definitely um Bu. it's <laughs> got to be Tetsu. Yeah, it's Nomura. So he's done pretty much every uh, Final Fantasy game except for he actually didn't do nine and he didn't do twelve. And it shows, yeah. Well, I I still think that twelve kind of looks like his art. No. Okay, just kidding. Actually, no. it looks like the guy from. Uh, it looks like. Um, it is the tactics. Guy. Tactics. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's Never mind. Fair. Well, because I mean, twelve is like done by that guy. I think yeah. all,
0: that is his team, and it's his style, yes. and yeah,
1: and it's done in his world and everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's this was great. We're gonna talk a lot about that one, <laughs> one day. So this one sold eight million copies on the PS2 alone, ooh, ooh. which is pretty impressive. And it was actually the first PS2 game to reach four two million copies, and the first one to reach four million copies.
0: Didn't we say earlier in our summary, as it were, <laughs> that yeah. they came out the gate like, "Hey, oh guess yeah, what? totally, we are we are on this PlayStation Two. It is crazy powerful.
1: This is a, this was a system seller. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh for sure. Yeah,
0: I don't know." There I bet you I wish there were statistics out there that said like that like I guess like you were Oh you were they could surveyed. link it. Yeah, yeah. Just like hey Why did you buy a PS two? Oh, I bought it because of Final Fantasy X and Tony Hawk Pro Skater.
1: Um, well, I mean, <laughs> And yeah. Need for Speed Underground. <laughs> and Metal Gear Solid 2.
0: Holy crap. That's the reason why freaking PlayStation 2 sold so much. It's because they had too many good games. They had some
1: Ico, Shadow of the Closses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm sure I can think of a lot more, but I'm not going to. Yeah. So we okay. already talked about a few of the first of the series. Um, but something we were talking about over the break was uh, this is the first time that Nobuo Matsu uh, had assistance in making a Dwayne Music for a Final Fantasy game and it shows um it's weird cuz i like the soundtrack a lot mm-hmm. but it definitely does
0: not feel completely like him there's certain no, tracks no it's very different there's certain tracks well. where you can hear it's like oh no this is this is my dude Nobuo. Yeah. and then there's other tracks where you're like okay so somebody's trying to do Nobuo and matsu music but also you can tell like there are certain people with like a jazzy background and then there was a lot of chanting in this game um, they had like a different version of each of the themes for well, each of the
1: temples. I mean, this is the first one that have like a, like the opening movie had that heavy metal theme. Oh, the which is funny because was, Nobu- it was really awesome, actually. Yeah,
0: because Nobuo Matsu actually has a metal band. Like he's oh really he plays in a metal band that does like oh, well, maybe metal he? mixes of his songs. Maybe he actually okay, so maybe he was the one that did that. Yes, um, I believe he actually was. Um, and for all we know, it could be his voice. But again, this guy's freakishly talented um and i was actually i think i think cuz you had brought him up or maybe it was, I was talking to chris cuz after we had gone to that uh, the symphony um he i think he was asking me about some of the other stuff he's done and i was just going through like going down the rabbit hole this guy has worked on like obviously final fantasies but animes um he's worked on oh the
1: guy that did 10
0: Oh no, the, no, no! The, oh, okay. Has worked on he's worked on animes. He's mm-hmm. worked on the Final Fantasy. He's worked on other RPGs like,
1: uh, uh shoot,
0: is it Lost Odyssey? Is the one you were
1: telling me? Oh yeah, he did, get, uh, like, one one sure he did Lost Odyssey. I'm pretty sure he did. I thought he did Xenosaga as well. He did not do Xenosaga.
0: They brought on the guy who did Chrono Trigger to do. Oh the, right, right. To do the first Xenosaga, and then he did which he's awesome too. I can't remember his name. Yes, and I can't remember his name either. And it, it could be a chick too, and I don't. It's remember. not. It's it's a guy. I remember this. The person this. who picked up on the second and third one—that was a lady, and she got like she she did really good. I <laughs> I yeah. She got she got a lot like a lot of choirs and things involved mm-hmm. into it. But the okay, maybe it was a dude who did the first one because um, he brought the London Philharmonic into that into the, the orchestra into that. One. It
1: was really good. Anyways, it was Japan has some really incredible composers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we're talking about the voice acting and, you know, you're kind of like, it wasn't the best, but so I found out that, um, the tricky part for doing the audio was that each audio file had to match the Japanese audio file size or the game would crash. Like, like the size of the file was hard coded into the game. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But you know what? I
0: I understandably though, because what ends up happening when you're on the PS2 or even even... Pretty much in it, mo- most modern consoles that run things from a disc, mm-hmm. is that it has to preload that into the memory in right. order to run it. Most stuff doesn't run directly from the disc; it has to be preloaded. This is reason why these systems are so um, proprietary. I feel like
1: pr- I wouldn't want to be a, a audio programmer. I don't know. I mean, think about
0: Nobuo Uematsu like going from programming like synth audio from mm-hmm. Final Fantasy One all the way till I think. Like in nine, he was still doing kind of like MIDI files, but mm-hmm. I still, uh, but still, uh, that's a little bit easier to do because mm-hmm. um, it more or less translate the notes. But he has to like make sounds; it it's a whole different process. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I am not jealous of those people at all.
1: No, yeah. So I guess uh, apparently, like Yuna's character in Japanese, mm-hmm. like like the nature of her character, they wanted her to speak really soft and slowly.
0: Yeah, because she's an anime character.
1: Well, and then. Apparently they had to add lines of dialogue for Yuna in the American version. Cause all to fill out that that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that really sucks. Um. I mean, I, I I I still think they did
0: a good job, honestly. Oh, no, 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 I'm saying that really sucks in terms of whoever was programming that the To, oh, yes. to get that to
1: work. Yes, Since I'm sorry to, to them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, that took a lot of work, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then we're gonna kind of go into the, some of the the mini games, and then we'll we'll take a little bit of a break after that. Um, and but what
0: are we gonna get into after the break?
1: Oh, after the break, we're gonna get into. Oh, <laughs> apparently I apparently have more firsts of the series, but we're gonna do a little uh, dive into some of the the mini games real quick. Okay. Um. So, blitzball, obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how blitzball works? Um, blitzball works kind of like on a stamina type system. Yeah. I think you uh,
0: every move takes a certain amount and when you do stuff uh you lose that bit and then it those numbers are used to calculate whether or not you can defend against other people or you can intercept and then pretty much like it's kind of like where think about like basketball like you wear down you wear down a player hmm. or you you if the players in the game well, long enough then eventually you pull them out you let them rest so they can come back
1: and that's kind of the way Blitzball works. You don't I mean, play them, or you don't
0: pass them as much. Then you can they like rebuild. Some it's stuff. a little
1: bit well in that sense. It's a little bit more like soccer and hockey. Soccer and yeah. Hockey, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the game is really a mix of wa- soccer and, and water polo. You know, except for it's all underwater. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you got the and I don't remember the names, of everything in soccer. You, know, you got the. I think they're like the called the. The forwards, and then you have like your kind of—I don't know soccer at all. I don't know soccer at all either. <laughs> and then you well, have your people in the Blitz middle. Ball. I know um, <laughs> the strategy. Oh, well, I know the strategy. I know like your your forwards. You're supposed to be your good. Well, I mean, blitzball—you want your forwards to be good offensive players. The people in the middle are going to be kind of a mixture of offense, defense, yeah. and then your people in the back.
0: Funny thing though is, blitzball is more of a math game than it is a sports game, because most everything is done. From kind of a turn-based perspective, mm-hmm. you do move a little bit, but most of it's done from the standstill spot. Most of it's done from figuring out who you're gonna pass to, who you're gonna, who's gonna intercept, to what, how you're gonna position people for.
1: Well, you can the also, yeah, you can, score. you can, uh, you can do different uh, tactical formations in it, right? Um, and well, and each player has their own stats, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um,
0: again, it's a lot of math. Um, yeah, and I know there's some certain, certain people who. Like, uh, like Gwent and the Witcher, they decided they were going to play less of the game and, uh, more of the mini game in this case, because Blitzball is, I mean, at certain points, I think you can actually get, um like, I think you get Waka's last weapon from Blitzball.
1: His, uh, celestial weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: you get his sigil from Blitzball or something like
1: that. Oh yeah. Waka. Something like that. Well, you also get some of his skills, I believe. Gotcha. Either way. It's like, it's a, uh, well, oh yeah. His, uh, his limit break things. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I was going to say his skills. Everything's on a grid. Anyways, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, well, in also this game. Um, so, you know, in the past past games they had, you could randomly go on the world map and talk to people. Uh-huh. And you play games with them. But in this one, you go to talk to NPCs and you can recruit them to be on your team. Right. Which lends to the whole, giving you more um, motivation to explore more.
0: Right. Ooh, funny. Uh I'll talk about this off podcast. You know, <laughs> you know, as
1: as I'm starting to think about uh, why people were upset with the uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it in the Final Fantasy thirteen episode. Never mind. Um so this also had Chocobo Racing, so but this isn't really anything new. It had a monster arena, which at this point is nothing new. Nothing new. Yeah. Um was, they, they did that. have they did have that little you remember the butterfly hunt minigame? Yes. Do you remember was the was lightning dodging? Yes. You have to like dodge lightning like a thousand times to get. The thing is, lightning.
0: I never finished tens uh, in-game stuff. I oh actually, yeah. I got. I, I didn't do I it. I believe I got all the summons, but I never actually did all of the. I didn't. I never got Waka's last thing. I never mm-hmm. got Lulu's last thing. Because I, I it was too I much work. Have, I think I may have only unlocked one person's, and that was because I could find
1: it. I think that was like. I might have only unlocked Titus and. <laughs> it's all Kamari and, and, and Kamari. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Kamara's was pretty easy. But, like, a lot of them were, like... Cause those
0: were just side quests. Well, it was, they it wasn't was Yuna's thing.
1: Yeah, that was that's right. It was Yuna that had to dodge the lightning. And, oh, my gosh.
0: Yuna had to do that? I thought that was for Lulu's thing.
1: Oh. Well, maybe it is. I really don't know. I, I honestly Yuna's don't remember. to do
0: with... Um, you have to go to each of the temples, and you have to do the, the pedestal things. But you also... You have to make sure every time you did that in each temple, you did the extra thing. Because mm-hmm. then you got pieces of something...
1: I'm not even right? sure if I even tried. I, I, I really think it was just like, this is stupid. Because I'm pretty sure I stupid. unlocked that
0: one because, yeah, because Bahamut and everybody was doing massive amounts of damage. Because I think that hers unlocks their damage too. And I think that's, yeah, mm-hmm. I know I had to have done that one. And it wasn't lightning. Jump, okay. I don't think.
1: Yeah, because who's going to do that? <laughs> it could have the been thing Titus. Is, for a, or t- t- Titus the thing
0: is, once I learned about emulation, I actually bought the game. Once I learned about emulation, <laughs> I tried to play it so I could do, like, save states for it. Right. And because of the frequency of the lightning strikes, I would always mess up and save after I got hit. Like, trying to, like, oh. dodge, <laughs> save, dodge, save, dodge, save. <laughs> and it just uh, it didn't work for me. Um, And there's no... To be honest, there's really no way about, around it. And I don't know if PlayStation 2 emulation allows you to rewind at all. At least I don't remember it being able to let you do that. So... I was never... I was never able to finish that.
1: Not that type. Not PS2 ones.
0: I know. Oh, man. The emulator on the Switch allows you to rewind
1: for the just, for Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were talking about is, that.
0: Which is super cool.
1: Yeah. And it's just frame data, I guess. Cause, you the know the only cause way I'll ever get through Ghosts and Goblins.
0: I, right now, I'm playing Breath of Fire uh, in the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty fun to, to... Like, oh, man, I made a bad decision. Rewind. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, It's pretty cool. But... We're talking about Final Fantasy Ten still. I don't know. This today just seems like a such a change. I think it's because
1: there's so many good things about ten that like. Well, it also, like we haven't recorded in like three weeks, and that always, kind of always happens. We kind of go off the rail whenever we haven't recorded in a little while.
0: Yeah, somebody will enjoy it. I hope.
1: <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to a quick break though. Break time. Uh, we're back yes
0: yes we are i made weird noises <laughs> as per the usual
1: per the usual um huge. why did you see why did you use so many
0: syllables just huge. <laughs> come on man get with the times you old person
1: there's oh. one of the podcasts that like you came back and you're like this <laughs> i can't even do it what you're like oh i see my sky who oh i see my sky or something like that i don't remember anyway I'm over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> then don't say it again. Okay, no never mind. again. Uh, so, we're going to go to some of the, the first of the series f- as far as gameplay goes. And this one introduced the conditional turn-based battle system, which I guess it's not really first to RPGs because this is... I think Grandia did this first. Yeah, but it's first of Final Fantasy. First to Final Fantasy. Um, so, the turn-based... It's a turn-based system around... It's based around the the character's agility stat. Um, there's kind of sometimes when I explain this, you know, I'm like, like I'm sure these people have already played it. They're listening to this, or maybe they're not. Anyway, so there's like a little bar on the side, and it shows. Uh, it basically shows turn order. There's no there's no bar that fills up there's saying a picture of everybody's face.
0: Yeah, and including the enemies, and they're all put in order. And like you said, based on, and it's all based on agility, but also nice thing about this system. And because of course, one of the ahead cool
1: things about this system
0: is that they actually tell you like two or three turns ahead, mm-hmm. which leans towards like super heavy strategy because you can actually, you can do certain things that'll push you, but might push you further back in the order which means you actually kind of lose a turn and you can do other things that might give you two turns in a mm-hmm. row and then you can like you can so that you can is, give up your turn to another player and give them two turns and so, but also like the, okay so remember we were talking earlier about like using um, status effects like mm-hmm. uh, like haste or yeah or uh, like a protect or something like that I this think that was actually, off air, but yeah it, oh, okay. it makes it worth it it makes it definitely makes it worth mm-hmm. it because you can be like I got two turns in a row which means I can heal that person and I can cast protect on me or i can heal that person and okay so this is the enemy i need to kill first because they're gonna attack next Uh, Mm um that kind of thing um also one thing that's kind of introduced was this switching out your character in battle classless class thing but yes
1: well that's interesting
0: um so well do you remember uh at the very beginning of the game they tell you hey let me focus on this enemy. Hey, let me focus on this mm. enemy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So again, it's classless because the game actually has no classes because everybody's on the same right grid, which we'll get to that. But, um. But they uh, everybody had like a kind of specialty,
1: right? Um, and, and I'll and I'll point out all the specialties of everyone. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about writing that in this section. Yeah. So definitely, like a, they, they they introduce. It might have been
0: one of the first Final Fantasies that were almost completely
1: classless (laughs) Mm but like
0: but obviously like they just they couldn't help it they had to give them a specialty so the specialties themselves can be considered a class um i mean they kind of had classes in a way uh well that okay think about this so i remember remember in the previous podcast we were talking about how there are characters who fit into classes but are mm. never told that they have classes. Or right. you're never told that they have classes. They just tend to have all of that class's abilities and all of that class's uh like attributes and stuff like that.
1: But in so this th- one I think this one actually does state their a type of class. Or maybe it doesn't state a class, maybe maybe they're just particular archetypes.
0: Yeah. I mean they all do have uh only a weapon only they can wield. So there's that too uh so like, titus can't use the blitz
1: balls unless he's doing it overdrive cool. yeah okay so uh so it's their turn so i mean i suppose in the past games you can you can do the wait mode you know uh, like when it's your turn like everything stops yeah but this game's based around like when it's your turn like everything all stops. gameplay stops yeah okay. so you can start strategize your next move i like that um so everything else is a bit more traditional as you you have attack and item commands but uh, this game like Final Fantasy 9 um, oh yeah so it, it goes back to the character roles of previous Final Fantasy games so they mm-hmm. they do they they do it, again, But I don't think it's cre- cre- clearly stated. I think like I think the well, classes are kind of blended. F- they have character roles
0: up front but right because the the, the, the grid. stat system yeah opens yeah. up towards the end of the game Techn- they lose their roles and they c- Anybody could do anything at that right. point. Because um, you can max out stats that... Say for well, you instance, can branch out pretty early on, too. True. Um, one of the nice things, though, uh, about that branching system is that like, it kind of shows... It actually tells you ahead of time what stats do what. Um, so, say, for instance, the fact that Orin has like a ridiculously high strength stat is the reason why he, he, hits, he hits so hard, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Waka, the reason why he's able to excuse me hit the flying monsters i believe is because uh not his high agility but uh like his high hit rate and then i think uh titus has a high agility naturally and i think that's supposed to help yeah. help with aiming against mobile monsters mm-hmm. all right. yeah um and then of course lulu these are all magic, correct and then kimari has high what does kimari have high nothing
1: yeah, Kamari's garbage till the end of the game. No, Kamari's garbage throughout. Till the end of the game. <laughs> no, he's garbage. He has a freaking I told you it I like because I know. He's character. like he's like the coolest looking character, and then he kinda sucks. Uh, he's 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 like the jack of all trades, but then since he can't like He is an average stat character. Mm-hmm. He is So uh, <laughs> so we'll get into those in a little bit. Uh so this this game uh, has So we we had limit breaks throughout and they keep on calling it different stuff, but they call it overdrive in this one. Yeah, they call it overdrive. And uh but you can actually uh select your overdrive mode in this game. So for instance, if you if you had like the overdrive mode of warrior, then the overdrive meter charges when a character uh damages an enemy. Or like um yeah, there's a Avenger one where overdrive meter charges when a party member gets KO'd. Uh And there's a there's a crap ton. There's about I think there's about fifteen of them, and kind of unlock them as the story goes, and as you mm-hmm. play certain ways, you take so many hits and and whatnot. And I I really like that. I like this aspect of being able to decide how you want your 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 special meter to the the advance. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure I just selected the whole like anytime I damaged an enemy because yeah. that's what you're doing constantly. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're if you're like if you're Yuna. And i'm sh- I, i'm pretty sure there's one on here anytime you heal yeah anytime you heal an ally your mm-hmm. overdrive meter f- fills up so i mean you can you can cater it to the role that you've chosen for this character right which i do enjoy and so now we're gonna get into characters and uh so f- first is your main character is uh titus Wait, i don't remember what we said we were gonna call him Titus. Okay, good. Uh, He uses a sword, and he's kind of a... He's a mixture between a warrior and a time mage, and kind of paladin, because he can actually... um, He can branch off into Yuna's grid pretty early on. So that's kind of what you're... That's kind of what we're talking about. Like, they don't really have their own... Like, they have their initial class path, Mm -hmm. but... And and they kind of... It gives them, you know, their base traits and everything. But, yeah, like I said, you can unlock... Well, there's the sphere grid. I guess you want to talk about the sphere grid.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm uh, to be honest, I was actually just waiting till you got done. and I was going to say so. Let's explain this grid that we keep on okay, talking okay, about. Okay, okay. So the f- sphere grid, you can think of it as just like a giant table. Um, and in this table, there's a whole bunch of little divots in there. Um, that are all connected by these little lines, right? Uh, So, it's
1: kind of like this board game or this table with little divots. Yeah. That you put
0: put balls into. Or you can put Uh, put little... Yeah. Okay. That works. So, that being said, each of these things are connected kind of uh, with with like little paths. So, pretty much as you unlock one, you can get to the next thing um, if it's connected by that line. That being said, also if you they, they might it might diverge into multiple paths and you can go certain ways but then there's certain locks that are put in the way kind of to kind of to guide you down certain to railroad you yeah for for a period of time But right. then as you get further in the game you find these um, you find these keys for those uh for those little the little um, blocks but ev- effectively what it what it shows though is that everybody starts at a different point on this grid and again, it's just this huge grid um of all of these all of these little spheres connected by lines. And if you start on different points of the grid, you le you go down certain paths. So maybe somebody who starts that's gonna have a lot of strength starts on a part of the grid that's really strength heavy. Like there's a lot of strength nodes, a lot of strength based attacks, a lot of uh maybe a lot of extra HP, that kind of thing. It's the tank path pretty much, right? Um Right. So you, you have that uh they are all on the same grid and the only thing keeping one person from being the other is getting to the other sections and that is usually just kind of gated off by those locks making it like i was saying earlier a semi-classless game because Mm -hmm. they kind of start you off in a way where you kind of are already playing the roles the tank roles the dps and the the mage and and uh, uh, Yuna is effectively just a healer. She does a lot of damage with her summons, but mm-hmm. she's she's the only one with access to healing magic up front. Um, oh shit, we totally forgot about Riku.
1: Um, but she doesn't really do much damage either. She just mugs. That's fine. We'll we'll um, get into her. Okay. So thank you for telling the spear grid thing because yeah. <laughs> I totally passed it on to you because I was like I don't want to do it. <laughs> the screw, but you the did good. Get. Get
0: is one of the one of the greatest things about that game. I I've really like it a lot. I did. I actually tried to implement it myself in Destiny of Fate, and then in Down Dungeon. And each time I go, I don't have the patience for this, so I don't do it.
1: I wish they had something though, like um like a set path type thing, and then you could just go into the menu and and click on set path. And then that would automatically do it instead of like oh like going to each individual like click on
0: one. The, click on the one that you want, mm-hmm. or find the one that you want, and then set the the fastest path. to Yeah.
1: That. Well, sometimes like sometimes you can't get to a branching path, and so like it would be nice if I could just open the menu instead of going into the actual spear grid. Mm-hmm. I could have just hit a button, and it advances everyone that's going to can go like one grid spot. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have to go in and do the one that. Like there's only one path you can take at this moment, you're asking a lot, yeah, I know anyway, so moving on, so Titus already talked about he uses the sword, he's kind of the warrior time mage, paladin, if you go a certain route, uh his role as he was saying is uh he could uh he was he has better accuracy so he can hit faster enemies mm-hmm. uh that nobody else can hit uh his skills um they they they're the type that so actually his is really cool, they alter the turn order or um or like the his cheer ability has, increases their allies strength and defense
0: and he also does status effects. Uh, no, no, that's that's walking. Never mind.
1: Yeah. But he's not like a heavy hitter either. He just attacks a whole bunch. Yes. So which he is can, which is kind of gets haste fa- right. before anybody else. Which is different than a lot of the main characters from previous games like
0: tend to be kind of tanky and
1: Tank, oh, yeah. No, not less tanky, more
0: more heavy DPS kind of thing. Mhm.
1: Well, kind of a mixture. They're really like they're usually average. They're kind of the Kamari, game, really
0: average defense, but then higher attack usually just because they want.
1: I mean, it's like like Cloud. You want him to be okay, the bad, yeah, yeah. But
0: everything else is average except for strength. Yeah, right. It?
1: You're right. Um, and then his overdrive is the sword play, which honestly, it's just various sword arts. Yeah. Um, and then you have Yuna that uses uses rods and staves, and I always forget what a stave is. Um,
0: okay, hold on. I'm stretching. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that let see. The rods typically don't have anything on either end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the staves have something on, like one some end. decorative think thing. Think of think of like a um, uh, think of a rod just being kind of like a a metal pole, mm-hmm. and then a stave being something similar to what you would look at for like a a shepherd's crook.
1: Oh, so, you know, it's got, yeah, it's like. It's weird. Well, it's the thing that she uses the s the send um yeah, I believe those are rods, unsend or whatever, even though they have the decoration on the top. Yeah, they yeah, they look ceremonial ceremonial really. Yeah. Um so uh her class cool her class is summoner and white mage and she her role is actually against uh big enemies and that's because of her summons. And even then, to be honest, there's a lot of enemies towards the end of the game that
0: invalidate her summons because they make it to where you're not supposed to summon anybody because as right. soon as you summon, they get dismissed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and that I think that's because they knew how overpowered the summons eventually become. Mm-hmm. So they had to figure out a way
1: around. like to to adjust to, it all, yeah. yeah. So um, it's a balancing thing, for sure. So, obviously, her skills are white magic and summon. Uh, her overdrive is the grand summon, uh, which... It summons an Aeon, but it gives the Aeon full overdrive. Because mm-hmm. oh yeah,
0: can we mention that summons are not the same as they used to be, and they don't just come in, do an attack, right. and leave. Her summon actually makes it to where her and the summon are in the same.
1: Our are, homies. Yeah, they, and well, it, she actually, everybody
0: else gets dis- dismissed after she step takes a step back. But so, yeah,
1: they're very different. Like they're they're like they're almost like they're like people. Yeah, they come in. They're like mercenaries almost, but you summon them in. Like Valifor comes in, and she like pats its head, and there's like this relationship between them. That's what I was trying to say. And then she, yeah, and then they stand in front of her, and but they are people, and she gives,
0: yeah, and she gives them attacks. They do the attacks as if they're the only character there, because all Mm -hmm. of your other characters get dismissed when a summon comes in. Um, And then um, once that summon is defeated, I believe you have to use an item to revive them outside of battle. Um, I believe that's how it goes. I don't really remember. I just know that uh once they did that, you can't summon them again in that battle yeah um but yeah it's I a, do remember that part. It's a pretty cool system. I like it um,
1: the so. next person is Oren, who uses katanas he's kinda he's pretty much just the the samurai role honestly yeah. um his but he's kind of tanky though too so yeah but his his branch doesn't really go off as divergent oh, oh man his
0: branch is it's like strength node. HP node, strength mm-hmm. node, HP <laughs> node, strength node. Break, uh, break defense uh, attack.
1: Yeah, break magic defense attack. Break ar- uh, armor, break whatever. Uh, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, break attack. He like so he plays that role that every or well, see, path that he initially goes down makes it to where he's he's the one helping
1: to cut the claws off the monster. Well, his his actual role is, is he's effective against enemies with hard exterior.
0: Oh cuz he has piercing. Mm-hmm. Um most right. of his weapons
1: actually come within a fix that gives him the ability to ignore armor. Yep. Right. Uh so his skills kind of revolve around uh status ailment attacks. Um and then in trust is kind of cool cuz just like uh Who? I think What? Who who's this? Oren. Okay. So, so. uh in trust, it it gives uh you give a- your overdrive to an ally. Mhm. It's kind of neat. Uh, and then he has never used him. Yeah, I, I don't know if I did. <laughs> um, so his overdrive ability is called Bushido, and again, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Titus. It's a various uh, physical damage using oh the button combos though. Yes, which kind of differentiates. Like it's I'm pretty sure. Cell
0: from Final Fantasy VIII.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, Titus had the one where like the bar was going back and forth, and he had to get it in the middle. Yep. Or like
0: Squall what? from Final
1: Fantasy VIII. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: It's almost like the the same person designed the battle systems. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Almost. <laughs> uh, then there's. Oh, do you remember Kamari's uh, last name? Uh, no. It's the oh. only character in this game with a last name. Lancer, strangely, something I don't know. That's Ronzo. Ronzo. Yeah. Uh, Dang so God, I should have known that. <laughs> so he uses a spear, and everybody he, has those
0: stupid accents. <laughs> so he's Kimari, a Kamari Ronzo, do one hold he, <laughs> or oh, he has no hold. <laughs> it it was so bad. It was but, but also, like, it almost just, like, it's like the accents lended towards those guys being the bullies. They had to, they had to sound dumb. Yeah. Like, they couldn't sound, you couldn't, you couldn't give them more of a personality. Because if you did, you would feel less sorry for Kimari. And, we, <laughs> they like, they wanted you to think Kimari, or to think those guys were just complete and total poop
1: heads. Um, I, I was going
0: to say something else on my head. That's the only substitute I had for
1: it. That. okay that'll work anyways uh so their class is a mixture of dragoon which will loves and the blue mage which don't say that as if you don't okay you i both. do love dragoons <laughs> uh i never really cared about blue mages though um so he actually has no role as we we're talking about he's kind of a jack of all trades so he doesn't really like he, he's just not he has no specialty so there's really no reason to bring him in the battle most of the time um, Except
0: for, I believe some of his his Blue Mage stuff. If you get certain ones, um, they're actually really good. Unfortunately, I think his Blue Mage thing is only whenever he overdrive. Yeah, yeah. So that's w- that's where he limits himself. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, some of
1: the abilities are actually pretty good. If for the blue uh, for the for, for the, Ronzo Rage. Yeah. yeah. So his regular skills he can scan, um, and I guess you can use it on your party members. I never did this. And I guess that gives you tidbits about the each character. Lame. From Kamari's perspective. Uh and then you can also use Lance uh, Lancet, which drains HP and can you can learn uh That's new learn. Yeah, your overdrive skills. Um so there's Waka who uses blitz balls and actually um one of the weapons in Xenoblade Chronicles two. It's a blitz ball. Yeah, it's a blitz ball. Some of their some of your um your blades use that. Yeah, it'd be great if you finally brought that game so I can play it and yeah, stop talking no. about it. I'll think about it. Or I'll do it. Or you just text me. I always forget. Or you could just remember. Uh so his class is he's he's a mixture of a ranger and a gambler. Um and his role is to against flying enemies. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that he can actually like hit some uh fast moving enemies too, like like he has a higher chance to hit those, even where Titus is probably gonna hit them. Like I, I'm pretty sure waka like will sometimes hit them hmm I mean I don't don't quote me I don't really remember maybe it was like when he, he he levels up all of a sudden like some of these lower enemy ones he could hit now you've um, been quoted already huh you've been quoted so hopefully you're not wrong <laughs> that's true uh, his skills uh, mostly is status effect attacks uh, he has aim which increases accuracy of the whole party um, but his overdrive which nobody likes but they keep putting it in there uh, they do slots and uh oh that's what Wait, it is you don't like slots not really not oh. in these games but you mean you don't like randomness in your game <laughs> not really hmm. um funny how that works okay. so so this is when playing blitzball gives you different type of slot types or actually that, that might just be one of the things that you can get from blitzball it's yeah yeah um then lulu what's her weapon dolls yeah or mascots they're kind of like mascots they're, they're like pretty much mascots yeah they I feel like you can buy each one of the
0: dolls that she has. That's that's what.
1: Oh, really? That's what they are.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to buy them. It's a it's it's a merchandising thing, Um, but also they were adorable and they were. I feel like everybody just wanted to be the dolls because of their placement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So her class was (laughs) black mage, and um, And her class was belt mage and belt mage. Um, so she's good against, uh, enemies that are weak to a particular element, essentially. So pretty much every slime because slimes have physical resistance, but yep. they don't
0: have much resistance to magic pretty and much. they typically have a weakness that causes
1: a lot of damage. Uh, so she can use, uh, obviously black magic is her skill and her overdrive is called fury, which, uh, does multicast of one spell. And then like what you did you had like twirl, the analog
0: stick? Yes, I remember I remember actually taking up position on the controller to try
1: to like <laughs> make sure
0: that you got as many swirls yeah. in as possible. It's uh, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Luckily though, again, they didn't add that as like everything. You know what I mean? Like it was only the uh it was only the limit break.
1: If if you had to do it all the time, that would have been so garbage. So in, like I think it's like the first Mario party or second one, there's this thing, there's this little outside of the boards mini game where you like twirl the controller and there's this little like, uh, I don't know what it is. A shy, I think it's like a sh- flying shy guy mm-hmm. and you have to twirl the controller and to see how far you can make it go. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> we got so fast that like it it started like messing up our hand. And then we got like a, a ski glove and we we're doing it on that. And we totally like burned a hole in the glove. What the <laughs> we We're we were competitive, anyway. uh Friggin' nerds. <laughs> and then we, and then there's Riku who uses the claws and the claw, the claw. Uh, and her class is thief and chemist. And her role is she's effective against Machina enemies. Yeah, which makes if sense. she steals from them, they just fall apart. Mm-hmm. And it's friggin' insane. <laughs> uh, so she can, so her skills are steal, which can come turn into mug later on, and mug is when you attack and steal at the same time. Uh, she can use special items, uh, and she can do spare change, which is you use gill, the damage enemies. Oh, quick thing, sorry. You mentioned earlier that you
0: can switch party members in and out. I did. That's the reason why this game focuses so much on making everybody have a specialty. Yeah, except for Kamari. Um, you switch Kamari in to get his Lancet abilities. Because if he yeah, gets don't care his about o- that. if he gets his overdrive, then you can do like his ultimate one, I think it's like Nova or something like that. So you can do like a lot of non elemental damage to everybody. So that's cool. Anyways, um <laughs> don't don't discount
1: Kamari. He's dumb. Whatever. He's cool, but he's, he's dumb. He's cool. Uh he's cool outside of battle.
0: But yeah, so these people so like having Riku like maybe you don't use her all the time in your party. Mm. I did because I like to steal and I I like to make sure my my Weapon or my item cache is you know quite plump. You know what I mean. I I like to I like to have lots of items, even if I'm never going to use those potions, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well we you already know how I play the game. Yeah. So. So, so I I I keep her in my party, but yeah, shoot. Like even if you don't keep her in your party, but you don't. Yeah, you, you don't even need to. You switch uh, them out on yeah, the fly. You see a mech enemy, you just go, oh, well, I'm bringing her
1: in. Steal from those guys. They fall apart. All done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also her skill is the the copycat skill, and unfortunately, I don't. I should look that up. Yeah, I actually don't. I don't remember what she's doing, Copycat. So I'll just keep talking, and you look that up. Uh, so her Overdrive is Mix, and this allows you to mix uh, items for various effects. And um, like you'll mix two po- high potion or high potions, and maybe it'll, it'll have the effect of like an elixir. Uh, there is the the extra character that you can play as, and that's Seymour. And he uses staves. He's a mixture of black and white magic. And his overdrive was Requiem. And wow. Once again, I forgot to look that one up. I'm pretty sure that one's just like, I think there's just one attack. I think Requiem, Requiem is just like a single attack that you do. And mm-hmm. I think it affects all enemies if I remember right. For who? again? Uh, Seymour. C- oh, yeah. Because I think you use them for like one. Two seconds. S- oh, two seconds. Okay. Um, So, Mim- or, so it's like mimic.
0: Um, copycat. It okay, actually, so it is like it, mimic. okay, but it actually it only copies the previous attack, uh, the the attack of the previous party member. So, say for instance, uh, Lulu cast Fire Gun, mm-hmm. then she'll cast Fire Gun as well.
1: And Even can, though she can't really use magic ever,
0: Yeah, Well, I mean, if you put her on, if you put her on the grid right, you can get her to use magic. No, that's true. Um, yeah, and so I guess what I was reading on some of these forums is that. It's preferable to have Lulu have already been double casting something. Mm. And then you follow her, follow Lulu up with that. Yeah. And you're, you're like
1: two ultimas. And well, r- that's cool r- that she f- can uh, copycat uh, an overdrive attack. Yes. Interesting. Anything. So, we're going to take a break. Actually, isn't, oh. du- isn't double cast part of,
0: double cast is an ability. I think you just cast double cast and then you Oh, do, she just
1: has double cast, but her overdrive is like with the twirl the, it and you can do like, Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh so we're going to take a break and we're going to figure out we're, we're going to try to figure out what story we've already talked about and then we'll kind of continue that word.
0: I pressed the button. A meter started moving and recording started happening. Oh, we're back.
1: <laughs> we're NBC back, podcast. Um, so at the very beginning, we kind of talked about the story a bit, and we're going—I'm just going to quickly recap that. So basically, basic premise is there's a creature coming around every ten years, reading description of the world. Description. Um, he just goes around driving <laughs> <everything> stuff. <laughs> 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 My Ooh, description that looks is, like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that is the story. Can so. you imagine they give him like a doofy voice? Like 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 Sin's just walking around or like Sin, he's like, Sin had a voice? Sin has a doofy voice, yes. Oh now he does. Okay. Because he's he's <laughs> he's uh he's describing everything. So he has to describe it in like this super doofy voice. He's gonna be like, Oh look at that, <laughs> It's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody like every time he talks, so the descriptions themselves are innocuous, but because he talks and he's huge. Like his vocal cords, like so, it's like, like a I waves. am Groot type thing. No, no, no. He just like when he speaks, like the 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 waves of sound that come; those cause destruction. Oh. Uh you see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying?
1: That sounds like an anime thing, and it probably is. It probably if is it somewhere. Isn't. Um,
0: <laughs> copyright. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> uh, so basically, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this. Uh, yeah, we talked about Titus coming. He. Th- thinking he comes from the future or from the past. Um and then then we talked about the the pilgrimage and we we talked about the part where uh the the summoners have their guardians mm-hmm. and these are people that, you know, obviously it's pretty oh, yeah. self-explanatory. Titus is Titus becomes one of his guardians. Yeah. One, one of her guardians.
0: So Lulu is already a guardian, um Waka is a guardian, Kimara becomes a guardian or no he is
1: a guardian Yeah, he's a gar- guardian Orin's a guardian uh and
0: uh riku is just along for the ride yeah and pretty she much. is a de facto guardian
1: i don't even know if she come well they're i mean they're related right but i say de facto as in
0: they i don't think they ever she don't she doesn't ever ask her to be her guardian yeah she i don't think so either or
1: she's probably just like okay
0: oh no that's a big part of the story she does not
1: want to because okay. she doesn't want her to do the thing. That was the whole. Oh point yeah. Of, that's okay. The whole point. I did forget about that around. aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So some of the some of the uh groups in this uh there's Yevin, which is the religious group who is opposed to technology, which is called Machina in this game, mm-hmm. uh, and the Albed, who Riku is, uh, they're, bad. I mean, huh? Bad. All bad. Darn it. Uh, they're basically rebelling against the teachings of Yevin and they rely on Machina. Right. Um. And then there's the there's the creatures, or I don't know if you call them creatures, but there's the unsent, uh, and sent are basically people that die, but um, no one has um, no one's performed funeral rites for them. Yeah. Essentially. Uh-huh. And and um, so, send them to the fire plane. Right.
0: So the dead are represented by these little kind of glowy looking fireflies. Uh, firefly looking things that are fireflies fire fireflies Pyre, fireflies. There yep. you go. Um, they kind of look like uh, Kind of like a little Like a little spirit Kind of wiggly mm-hmm. But it's just like a little ball With like a Kind of like a uh, Like a glowy, fantastical Glowy, glowy little thing things. Yeah It's yeah. Glowy Glowy sperm thing Kind thing. of I didn't want to describe it as that But <laughs> you did it um, That being said They are um, They're used quite a bit So every time you defeat a monster mm. It like disperses into yeah, yeah. The creature Because they're created from That's what they're created right. out of um and supposedly they're supposed to be there to embody like uh like not necessarily, is it bad feelings or is
1: it like so <sighs> you can relate it to like
0: created in like a weird emotional way or something well like you that.
1: can you can kind of relate it to like a phantom so like uh, they ah. kind of start off as ghosts and then they turn into a phantom because as they because they have they're like a lingering will in a way yeah Kind of <laughs> like just Kingdom... staying around all the time. Yeah. Well, that's so lingering. <laughs> Will is actually an enemy <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts.
0: My name is Will. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Dang, man. Sorry. Well, I was thinking about Kingdom Hearts at the time. Womp, womp, well, womp. the instant, the uncenter, <laughs> they kind of remind me of nobodies in yeah, a way. They kind of are. Uh, and then, but as if a no, a nobody would turn into a heartless eventually. Well, I mean,
0: well, for them, like the because uh, as a nobody. They have no emotions. They're just there. They're mm-hmm. instinctual. Um, and then when you defeat them, they just...
1: But it's the same defeat. thing as nobody's because sometimes there's special unsent that oh, retain their memory or yeah. keep their memories because Seymour's an unsent.
0: Yes. And then there's that one chick that um, that is constantly testing Yuna. Uh You have to fight her. She has like versions of the same Aeons as you. She has those little uh, Leia buns. She has, oh, dude. I think that's from 10 too. No, that's from 10. You fight her on the path.
1: Oh. Okay, I remember now.
0: Come on, man. I remember now. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's unscented as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't find that out until, oops, later. I said oops as if I didn't, I forgot to tell if we were spoiling it. But yeah, no, we're definitely spoiling it. Oh, uh, we're
1: definitely spoiling this one. Yeah. So, um, I think
0: you fight her a couple times until she gives you the maggot sisters, which are the best or supposed to be one of the best summons.
1: Yes, but they look, uh, they just look just like the Final Fantasy 4 versions. Right, but because there's,
0: their attacks are so random and you can only kind of, you can guide, you literally have to give them commands by saying like a phrase and then you kind of, the phrase is supposed to put them on a path to take certain actions, but it doesn't guarantee anything. And they may just rebel and not do what you tell them to do, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks because again, there's like super duper powerful. Um, and I guess that's the only way to to balance them is to make it random. How about that? Makes that? sense. It's it's not fun. <laughs> and then we not already talked. You do all that work to get to them. Yeah,
1: we already talked about the faith, which is basically somebody that's given up their soul. To, uh, I don't know. They're kind of defender. I don't know. Um, so so let's just get. We'll just get right to the big twist. Yeah. So basically, this the the, the story is about the journey of um, story. It's very much an allegory of the cave type thing where you're, you're really like
0: bringing everything back to so that, don't you?
1: Dude, this isn't like heavy I'm, allegory of the cave. So essentially everyone has, everyone's all tied down and they're seeing the shadows and that's, that's their world and they're going along with it. And then Titus comes and basically he's the one guiding them out of the cave and trying to see, um, the reality of it all, I guess Riku kind of has that role as well because yeah, they live out they live literally outside of society yeah um so so the whole thousand years thing um how do i how do i see there's so much stuff that i don't really know where to start
0: so the thousand years thing
1: they pretty much i mean it, it's not a real thing so sorry it's not a real thing or
0: no it is technically real but it's not real to that time frame right so technically he did come from a thousand years in the past but not physically from a
1: thousand years in Mm -hmm. the past because the dream that he was uh so he's from he's from dream Zarkan lind i i'm going to say it wrong each time so there's a real Zarkan lind way back in the day and zanarkand zanarkand i was trying to figure out what you were trying to say yeah yeah (laughs) zanarkand and um essentially it was a spiritual society. And then there's Bavel, who was a technologically advanced society and, uh, Zarkin, uh, you the leader of Bavel, No. no. Zanarkand? Yeah. Zanarkin. Um, he like Bavel was winning. And so he basically did the, he did what he thought he had to do. And he basically turned, um, his land into like, a dream or spirit or something, something outside the realm of, of this world. And he created sin out of the, a whole bunch of fireflies, and, and he gave uh, sin instructions and the instructions are to make sure that uh, technology doesn't get out destroy all technology and do not let civilization get to the point where um, technology can be a problem. Right. And so essentially it's really weird because in a way he really like, Destroyed all his people, yes. But not, but not, yeah. Because they still exist. Um,
0: the thing about having the far plane is that uh, the far plane actually it houses the souls after they've been sent. But also, they like when because they're there, they still um, they unlike kind of what we think of like in it's a far plane is kind of like an afterlife, but it's an afterlife that there's a door to. Mm -hmm. You can get there and get back. Yeah. Um. Hence the reason why there are certain people that are collections of Pyroflies because the fireflies still are the things in the far plane as well. Like mm-hmm. you don't change your form when you go, when you are sent, you just kind of move locations. Um, but what, like, I guess what I was saying earlier about Titus being from the past, but not necessarily, uh, but obviously not actually from the past um, is that like they, they were kind of putting him or, like, when they, they, the faith, created him, um, they created him kind of, like, in the image of the past mm-hmm. to kind of almost, like, give him an idea of what he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Or, f- yeah, give him an idea of what he's fighting for because people in this era or people in the present, in the real world, uh, all they see is the destruction, all they see is what's being told to them by the religious sects of people and, you yeah, know, the, the and, and so. everything. Yeah. So, so effectively, the- they give him a perspective on the world by creating him or cultivating him in the past. Or in a past, sorry, not the past. Okay, I think that's probably that's one of the, that's kind of the way to differentiate that. And then, put him, then again, he's a collection of fireflies, hmm. and put him in the
1: the new hey, world yeah he doesn't really i mean in a way he doesn't really exist no. he's he's essentially like he's equivalent to being an aeon in a way but as a person like yes like so he's, the, a,
0: he's an aeon who's been has like implanted implanted memories but again it's not implanted because they cultivated it by like having him live a
1: life mm-hmm. well like an aeon an aeon starts off as a real person but right. in this case it's like this, this
0: is completely from scratch
1: yeah kind of weird so the weird
0: is, it's weird it's even weirder because Ject is technically one of those two
1: yeah but he's a failed one right well or actually he's su- he actually succeeds uh, honestly so we'll, we'll get to that okay. part yeah. there's something so there's something i missed about the whole zet oh jeez zan Zanarkin. yeah is they were all the the spiritual type people and and bevel was the, the place that had all the technology mm-hmm. but after sin came along uh the religious Yevin group can't uh, basically was like, hey, we got to get rid of all this technology or sin's going to destroy us. So they created this religion around um, like saying technology is bad. Right. And because so sin
0: only destroys technology. Yeah, Sin always attacks when there's a machine around. Um, it stands to reason that technology is the reason why sin is here. And our sin is that we got too smart. Um, man. And the funny
1: part is, well, I mean, like it created this balance it did and That's, but yeah. <laughs> but then they're both doing things that they were opposed to in a way you yeah. know or they became what they were they fighting against to. yeah um and then go ahead what you're you're going on about titus oh in
0: that he was cultivated in that past so that he can show give a different perspective to the people that are here because everybody thinks that mocking is bad because they were told that Machin is bad mm-hmm. but he's like it doesn't have to be bad mocking it it's almost like saying that well yeah he grew up gun with is it. evil when yeah. it's not actually it, uh, the gun that's evil it's the person who shoots the gun right right that being said he's looking at all these like these cannons and stuff and he's like no these cannons are cool like that's the only problem is this big old thing that's floating above us we probably need to try to figure out how to get rid of that maybe <laughs> um and and stop stop worried about this technology um or stop worrying about making the technology, the bad guy, because maybe the technology is going to help us because, I mean, if you look at it, there's several parts in the story where the technology is being used or, you know, be- being used to fight against sin. And of course, obviously sin's huge and they don't have, they haven't been able to develop the technology.
1: So it always right. kind of gets wrecked, but well, they had, but you don't find out about it until 10 and yeah. <laughs> either
0: way. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of uh it's a lot of back and forth a lot of justifications and a lot of like uh kind of bringing into question a mm-hmm. lot of people's uh, beliefs oh yeah
1: so i mean this game is like super critical of i mean oh mate waka
0: of all people that's he's the character that is constantly being pulled in both directions because yeah. his brother
1: died right. um fighting with but Lulu was engaged to right
0: oh yeah i forgot about that Mm -hmm. and then um fighting against them uh fighting with the machina against Mm sin and so he's like but he went off and did the thing that we know we shouldn't be doing he 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 was using this thing that we know we shouldn't be using but then as the story goes along and he starts to find out that even the people who are the leaders of the religion that says that machina is bad they're still using machina as well Mm -hmm. and then like yes and all of
1: it was like Well it originated which, there, really.
0: There was even that moment like I think um I think it was whenever uh Seymour summons something or he, he's like you he you fight him on a mountain after a big battle with, with Sen in the Machina. And I think that's where he like um uh, I think this is where Waka like has like a breakdown where he's like, I don't I don't know what the heck I'm what what is going on? Mm. What wait, that that those symbols, that's Yevon. Like why yeah. why is that on Machina?
1: you know like is is. Well, like i mean that's what the story is about i mean yeah. well like okay so what i was saying is you know like the, it's super cr- critical of like organized religion without like straight up saying it mm-hmm. like i'm not saying it i mean so we re- following organized religion yeah because that's kind of yes. what's happening i mean re- i mean Yevon's kind of this religious group that is like it's kind of a manipulative manipulative group yes. you know because they're they're hiding the past um at the same time the game is is really spiritual and borrows, actually it bor- borrows really heavily from uh, Buddhism and Shinto and actually in Shinto. Uh, so Shinto is a Japanese religion um, that incorporates worship, worshiping of ancestors, ancestors and nature spirits mm-hmm. and uh, believes in a sacred power called, I think it's called Kami. Okay. That uh, in which you can animate and, uh, and inanimate things. Okay. Can so like I say that T. right? And I don't forty- think fifty- I said that right. So you can animate an inanimate object. And animate inanimate objects? Wow. Which is essentially what's going on with uh, Titus, in a way, or Titus. Yes.
0: Um, so one of the things I think we discussed off-air was that what, like, the re, oh, no, this is what you texted me about, about the religion. Mm-hmm. And how it was really important for them to actually have religious basis for a lot of things in this right. story, because this story did kind of, it goes real heavy fan, like heavy fantasy in terms of like it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's got really no defined rules up front. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of that things are weird, things can happen, and um things do happen like it's just it's like it's kind of okay we accept that sin happens we accept right. that the pyroflies are dead people we accept that these fiends are created from those things or from those dead people we you know we accept well that yeah Akina so we
1: we start off as uh as the character as like yuna does really yeah. and i think the well then i think that the like the essentialness of the religion is to
0: make sure that all of that is grounded in something hmm, that's right. grounded in the grounded in a belief that this is the reason for this this is the path we must take and not only for the player or not only for the characters themselves but also for the player um so the player is going through and they kind of have at least like a basis like the fact that they kind of start off really early with the um uh praise be to Yevin symbol the yes. little, the little okay. bliss ball thing yeah
1: um they you as the player immediately have um, well, you've already experienced it when you were it, in Dream Land, Right. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I say the stupid word? Dream Zanarkin? Zanarkin, yeah. Um, with yeah, with Titus, And then you move on Tidus. to the new
0: world. And again, it's still... So, it means one thing. It means, like, good luck Yeah. in in Dream Zanarkin. But then, as soon as you go to um the real world, then it means good luck. But it also is associated with a worldwide religion.
1: It's like a lit- religious gesture.
0: Right. And so, you go from... So you have now you have like a basis, kind of like okay. So I believed it was just for this thing, but now these people, and then you can kind of use that as like the starting point for like being able to connect the fact that yeah, like all the people that believe in this thing, and then you start to realize, oh, this is the basis for everybody, mm-hmm. whether whether it be that symbol you saw on the side of the the Blitzwall that is everywhere, because obviously yeah. because Blitzwall is actually like steeped in their religion as well. Like yeah, but like it it
1: almost goes to like okay, so. I mean, this all, all this stuff happened a thousand years before everyone was born mm-hmm. and, you know, like, like history can be twisted right. and this is essentially what they're trying to say. Like, like the, the basis of their religion is, is, is false. Was actually their
0: destruction. Yeah. Like w- the reason why they're there is because that <laughs> is because of the thing, the thing that they think they're praising is, is the thing that caused their destruction.
1: I was reading. I was reading this thing on uh this is actually on the Final Fantasy Ten uh Wiki fan page mm-hmm. and it was talking about uh Gnostic lore. I don't know. You ever know heard it it, like well you've heard of Gnosis. hmm So Gnostic war- lore, I guess, uh is basically so in this case, like Yu Yevin is an evil god and mm-hmm. you is the one that created sin and um and Titus becomes like a, a Christ uh figure leading everyone to the truth. So you you Yevin is this is this false god and beyond that, um shoot.
0: So is this is this one of the is is Gnostic the thing that pretty much says there are no gods, we are god or something like that? No,
1: that's I thought that's Nietzsche. Well I mean he believes us to be the
0: uh or we can be the the superhumans or whatever. Um but I don't know. I I want to say, because he also does say God is dead, which is supposedly like a really big thing, but that's also misinterpreted a lot of times because it's not actually talking about like literal God being dead, but just the fact, like the idea of his existence. So, so
1: in Gnostic lore, it basically, it basically says like the Old Testament, you're, they're following this false, uh, God, evil God. And then when Jesus comes, Jesus is actually there to, uh, lead the people to transcend this God into like the real God. Essentially, okay, and so that's how they're viewing Yu Yu Even though Yu Yu is not like a creator or anything, but it's still created this. It's created the the lore of this world. The right. you know the the belief system of this world. Right. It created sin, or he created sin.
0: Right. Um. Kind of in this like that idea. Like if you ever watched uh, or l- read American Gods by Neil Gaiman, like I've
1: still. Is that that, that TV show right? Yeah. Um, I have seen that show. Oh, is it book. okay?
0: Um. He. He kind of describes the gods, old and new, as. We, uh, pretty much, if we believe enough, they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, if we put enough, uh, I don't know, uh, energy into something, it mm-hmm. exists. There's a god of technology. It's because we believe in technology. Um, there's a, you know, there, like there's the 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 god of uh, of war, and it's because we're constantly. Praising the the war that we go into, and the battle, and the and the thrill of, and and the honor that comes from, and therefore that person
1: exists. Well, it's funny because like the faith is what created T-tis, Titus, Titus, right. because they wanted him they, to exist. Yeah, they wanted him to zis, exist, so therefore he existed. Yes. Yeah. So we so go there's through, all kinds of stuff.
0: We go through all of this. You got this person from from a dream world that has come to effectively guide the people to to the right path um or even to shine a light on the path they're currently traveling to show them the error in their ways but he doesn't know that he's just doing what he would naturally do mm-hmm. because he's given free will once right. he exists it's not like he's given a secret mission and like he's like a sleeper agent no, he, that's supposed he, to be activated no i it's, mean he does his
1: own thing he, he, he falls in love and yeah,
0: yeah. uh I think I'm still a little confused because I think you, you mentioned earlier uh, with Jack because I thought Jekt oh, came sorry. from the dream world as well he, and he he did and he he didn't succeed and so the second try was
1: so here's how Jack kind of works is the fact that so Jack went like Jack became uh, Yuna's dad's guardian. Right, Right. and he went down the path along with um, Waka's brother and yada 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 Mm -hmm. and they make it the sin and they do it the way it's supposed to be done so the way it's supposed to be done is they get there and one of um, the summoner's guardians becomes the new Aeon becomes the final Aeon and in turn becomes the new sin so sin is destroyed and the final Aeon becomes the new sin and so, in, f- in effect, that's why Jack and Sin are the same because they are the same, right? And so, so they, yeah. So they pretty much, and then they go into that incubation phase for like
0: for the ten years, and then they, yeah. yeah.
1: So basically, Jack, essentially, Jack realizes that this is not the right path, and that's why he attacks James Arkhamlin. Oh my God! I I can't say it right. Anarchic, anarcan. Jeez.
0: Oh, so he can bring the okay. So, so he can bring can Titus right in, way. yeah. So oh he gosh. can show
1: him the the right path.
0: Okay, so he okay, so he didn't really fail, but he actually t- he pretty much took the long path because
1: mm-hmm. he couldn't fix it in his era, but he could. Well, he was wrong. He he was wrong, and then he figured out that that's
0: what I'm saying. He couldn't fix it then. Oh, so, so by him actually. Oh, you're right. You're right. By him yeah. actually becoming sin. And having control of the power, then he was able to guide, effectively, mm-hmm. Titus. Because there's several different um, of the FMVs where Sin pops in. And, like, you you can almost, even in, like, the dead eyes of, of Sin, you can almost, like, tell that he's talking or trying to talk to, to Titus. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what they were trying to portray. Obviously, that's his kid. Um, or kid, uh, quotation marks, because they're both
1: imaginary creatures yeah. or oh, people. Um, that part's. i mean i I was really so confused about whether or not like Titus and Jack were people that actually existed a thousand years ago, so they never quite said that they yeah. just said that
0: this we believed,
1: therefore you were, and we wanted you to help us so I guess in a way, like the whole transported a thousand years in the future could actually be kind of a thing since I mean you Yevin turned all of Xanarkand into this dream state you know they basically froze them in this state Mm -hmm. so i guess technically titus could have lived in that era whatever yeah i really don't know supposedly um that being said so we have
0: we have jecht which is titus's dad Mm -hmm. um and jecht is sin we find this out a little bit further on because Orin tells us that yeah. and Oren was also one of the guardians of the he, yeah guy as so well.
1: he's actually he's actually uh, Or is actually an un, an unsent yes so and he,
0: he maintains a corporeal form but under duress yeah much. and uh, he
1: basically is working for Jack
0: honestly yes he's trying to help he's usually again well like I was saying so Jacks pretty much made up his mind that if I do this this way mm-hmm. then I can lead the next person so that they don't make the same decision and then Oren in the same thing says hey Yes, this is what we're going to do. I have to stay around. I'll guide him. Don't worry. When we get, it, when we pick him up from the Dreamland, we'll we'll fix this. Also, I'm thinking because Oren is dead, um, and unsent is the only reason why he would have access to any of the information from the Dream Zanarkin mm-hmm. and Jet. Because Jet, I don't even think. I don't even. I don't remember in the story at all that Jack knows that he's from Dreams Anarchin until, until Titus is told that he's from Dreams Anarchin, because I think Jack still believes he's he was pulled from his
1: world. That I, you know, honestly, I don't remember that part. That being said, yeah. there's a lot of the story. So right.
0: that being said, those two are working together mm-hmm. to subtly guide Titus to help. Um, uh, to help them realize the error in their ways, and to make a more permanent solution than just a ten-year calm, um, and but also to make them question the things that they're doing and that the, the the practices that they're following. Um, though throughout the story, that proves to be quite difficult because is stubborn and um, <laughs> yes, and you know what? Sorry, I take that back. Never mind. So, she's stubborn, but only because... She's the, loyal. Yes. If you grow up... Think about if you were to grow up and the only thing you know is a thing, and then somebody comes in, and not just not like when you're five or six years old, when you have time to change your pers- or like uh-huh. your perspective on things, but when... I don't know. How old is she in the game? Like 19, 20 or something sure. like that? Sure.
1: Probably 17, 16. Okay. Well, Let's be realistic. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, she's 17, 16, <laughs> This is by a time where she has spent her formative years following this religion, preparing herself to take a journey that it's her father took as well.
1: Almost like she was tied down in a cave with a fire behind her, and then the sh- shadows being cast. Okay, and then whenever, and then Titus came and he shined a light in the cave
0: and said, "Hey, come on, <laughs> come
1: on, come <laughs> come over here, girl. Come, come, come let's go. Girl. Let's go swimming." Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'm just going to
0: like throw that sample in there. like a Which is thing. so
1: weird how like some of the game is so like lighthearted and yet underneath the hood, there's a lot going on.
0: You know, that's why, that's one of the things I actually have trouble of when writing, when I was writing a Destiny and Fate is mm-hmm. because there's, is a lot of stuff going on under the hood. Right. But I took the hood off and so you can just see it all going on and there's not very much lightheartedness in the story. Which I've thought about doing a rewrite where I add more of that, but then I realized that it would go against
1: the vision, like it doesn't yeah, it's not necessary, uh-huh. you don't have to, yeah, it's one of the things that
0: you that you'll always be able to take from a Final fantasy is that no matter how serious they are, there's always going to be some kind of comical relief or even just like a you can light make sections,
1: yeah, well, you can make dark mainstream it's i mean it, it still works it just it's it's probably just trickier, you know, it is trickier because you have to, you tow the line. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. if it's dreary, if it's completely like devoid the whole time, then yes, you you run the line of being, people being bored. But then you have like you have to have the ups and downs. It has to actually be emotional, I guess.
1: You just have like, to think. You have to make people think, yeah. and you have to make them want to think. Yeah. So, um, on that note, what let's take it. Well, let's take a break because that was some. I mean, honestly, that was some. That was a lot of stuff. Some philosophical bombs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we didn't even like there's probably even more we could have gone into if we're being realistic. So, real quick before we take the break. Mm-hmm.
0: I did kind of want to just end the story there so we can get on whatever next. Oh yeah, I've ended, the is yeah. So the story pretty much ends to where you still kind of go through with the rites, but instead of sacrificing somebody, you actually go through and effectively kill all of the previous versions of sin mm-hmm. by killing their aeon forms. And well, then you, yeah, you well, you, yeah. But by effective, here's the thing, you are severing your ties to a now debunked religion Mm -hmm. by pretty much killing off all the things that you went in for your pilgrimage to find. Yeah. Well,
1: you kill you Yevon. Right.
0: But you kill all your summons first. Mm -hmm. So like, it's kind of like, it's pretty much you saying, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this. I don't believe this. I don't believe in this. Right. We can make things better, and that we can make things better is the step you take to kill you, Yevin. Um And then in the end, Titus, who is not real, oh yeah, he disappears, um, or he he, f- <laughs> not necessarily fades away. He does the the thing where his, well, he doesn't his, exist. His fireflies and kind of so now he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> which is crazy because yeah. there's the international version of the game. Yeah, had it has an ending has
1: the eternal calm. Yeah, it had
0: mm-hmm. had an ending that. Said that Titus was there, but not, and then that's kind of what sparked ten two.
1: Yeah, and we're not gonna you're, talk about that yeah, much. Yeah, you're because, exactly right, though. Yeah, well, I mean, realistically, they were like,
0: it was one of those endings. It was okay, it's almost like going into Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, spoiler right now, skip ahead probably like 30 seconds because it you may have listened to this one without listening to Final Fantasy 7 one because you want to play it still. It's almost like them going through with Ares. Aerith, and um, giving her another game after that, and saying, Haha, just kidding, she's alive. She didn't really die when she went to the bottom of that pool. her life force came back, but nobody knew, and yeah, that kind of thing. that's what ten two was for for ten, but they had so much more story because they wanted to tell about a a world that existed after yeah the the
1: one thing that had it glued all together which is a cool concept in general yes i don't know we'll talk about that next week yes uh indeed. i guess we what did we, i feel like we forgot something um along the way but we will remember it after this break okay
0: this one's for you chris do 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 you'll know <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I certainly don't know. Um, it's for an anime called Steins Gate. Um, oh, you know, I, okay. I know Steins Gate. She, she goes, do, do, all the time. Um, and, does and Chris still listen? I don't know. No. Um, but he, uh, he, I'm watching Steins Gate with him and his wife. And I still need to watch that. And it's, uh, every time she does it, he gets more and more annoyed. And I'm like, I'm gonna, <laughs> so now sometimes I'll call him and just be like, doo doo <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh
1: Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Final section of this game, the did You Know section. Uh or Did I Know? I don't. Of the podcast. I yeah. Not of the game. Uh so apparently originally uh Titus was designed actually I've seen this. Titus was designed with black hair. Yes. Uh his original personality was said to be <laughs> a, a <Like> mix ma- brooding. <laughs> well he was a his he was a the concept was he was a plumber with the attitude of a delinquent.
0: WTF mate.
1: Yep. Uh he was also um so he's a part of uh he lived in Spira and he was from uh Registan which is later named to renamed to Zanarkand which I don't really know what difference that makes but anyway
0: Probably because one of them sounds like a country in the Middle East and the other one sounds Oh like you're a right, Registan. World. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's Zanarkand actually sounds like a a fantastical world.
1: Yeah, a dream world. <gasps> uh the game was also originally fully 3d and you could rotate the camera
0: okay okay um one of them they probably thought that was too ambitious and they probably like also if we control the angles it might actually be easier on us yeah
1: (laughs) it looked really good too like there's a video of titus running around and like his hair's like bouncing up and down it looked and so uh way more animations
0: it's probably because they de- decide at the end of it that oh my gosh that requires a lot of processing power mm-hmm, but yeah. also can we really do this for everybody because we can't just do it for him <laughs> that's okay that cast, makes sense we've got a cast of uh six or seven people and yeah. we gotta do that i mean one of them has kind of like dreadlock thingies um rika she has all oh, her, yeah, the yeah. braids and whatnot mm-hmm. and then um lulu has flowing hair as well and all the belts and whatnot. And if we're gonna <laughs> if we're gonna do one person's physics stuff, so, we gotta do everybody's, and we can't do that.
1: So they loaded in Lulu, and then like in the whole yeah, and all ride. the belt yeah, all the belts <laughs> they couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so one of the early concepts uh, was that there was a, a deadly virus, vi- or sorry, deadly illness was going rampant around through the world. Uh huh. And Yuna would attempt to heal these people using like medical teachings of Yevin. Okay. Uh it would be discovered the method of treatment was causing the deaths. Which that's interesting.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if it's necessarily something to write a whole grand
1: RPG on. Yeah. It does I mean, it doesn't really fit seems no. more of like a side story. Yeah. Uh yeah, that makes sense. Um like it's, a scenario. Yeah.
0: Which not a bad scenario. I like the I like the story idea. The premise is cool.
1: So apparently, they originally they changed some of the game uh, due to the similarities to the Sixth Sense movie. Um, I think. I mean, to be honest, the plot twist is very
0: much the same. Um, that, that he was never real. That he was never well. Well, that he doesn't even know. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's, makes sense. And that's and I think that's what lent a lot of weight towards the Sixth Sense thing because the person that doesn't, in case you know what, I'm not going to spoiler alert for that one. Whatever he didn't know cuz he didn't he had no uh, perspective for it so there's like if you don't know that a dead person can exist like that then you obviously are not going to think you're dead whereas also Titus in this case he doesn't know that an imaginary person can be made by by the spirits of the dead i mean so, we know
1: we know it can happen
0: sure but he didn't and so, w- it would never cross his mind that he would be one of those because he doesn't know one of those. One of those can even exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I can see the comparisons there.
1: Uh, so originally, they were going to make Orin actually be Ject, which that would be awkward. I, yeah, I think the I think they went the I think they went, they went the right way for sure.
0: Yeah, keeping jecked is kind of as the as the 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 butt-faced uh parent and kind of like brash with the, his methodology and how he how he it is
1: kind of weird how he's like he's like hey I'm going to guide you in this path but I'm going to be kind of a well he was before uh... cuz Cause remember
0: cuz cause, or sorry he was before in his dream state okay yeah yeah um and then when he was real I feel like what ends up happening is that even though they have I never, mean
1: I mean there's pictures of Jack like huge on buildings mm-hmm. so there is that
0: right well I think what ends up happening is that you get created in the dream world you are cultivated there you mm-hmm. create your personality and everything but then after you leave the dream world um, because your previous personality was cultivated you were on a straight path but when you leave the dream world suddenly free will kicks in and and I think that's kind of where it changes, Jet, because when he's not when he's on the path, he has to be mean. This is kind of what he's being told this is what his personality what his Pyroflies are being told to do. These right. are what he's what he has to do. But then as soon as he's brought into into the real world, he's no longer being controlled. So mm-hmm. he can develop his own emotions towards certain things, he can recognize he can, he can have regret for certain things. And then of course, yeah, that can lead him down the path of wanting to save his kid.
1: Son thing. Imagination. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Uh, so this this is kind of obvious though. Uh, so Katase wanted the to show how people will behave in the face of una- unavoidable fate. Yeah. Which I like that. Yeah, I, 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 I do re- like A that. Destiny and fate
0: is written under that premise completely. Um, oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It's dealing with something that you know has to happen and that will happen, and even if you know it's going to happen, you can't actually tell the people involved in it what's going to happen because that would change what it is. And so you're stuck kind of watch it. you're You're kind of, you're kind of watching it from the outside, uh, looking in and thinking, thinking that you are having some kind of, uh, like, okay, maybe if I give this person something, then they'll be able to change the, what the outcome supposed to be. But knowing still like brand it has to happen. It's kind of like brand from game of Thrones. Yeah. In a way. Fun stuff, Um, but it's a it's a it's a good way to tell a story because it's kind of because you get attached to the people because you start to feel what they feel in Mm -hmm. terms of like wait hold on so what can I change here oh shoot I (laughs) can't and then you start to feel helpless and then again then you have the overly optimistic character of uh, of Titus saying no but we can we can change it this is our story we have to we have to tell our story also which is convenient from him because he's imaginary so of course he's going <laughs> to you know what i mean like yeah. of course he's he is completely in charge of his his um historian and his his plot line because he he can do anything technically cuz he's imaginary whereas everybody else he's giving he's feeding them that and i guess effectively giving them the courage to stray from the beaten path and yeah but that's pretty much all he is a cheerleader <laughs> He goes from being the player in the sport to being the cheerleader outside, yeah. the, outside the court. <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff.
1: Um so so past all the, the story did you know's. Uh so apparently if you attach the death strike to Riku, uh you can like just instantly kill enemies. Uh huh. With with oh, I put Riki, but actually it's Riku. <laughs> Riki. Um so no, Riku is from, from Kingdom Hearts. yeah he is. Uh, so Nij- uh, Nojima wanted to make sure that there was a connection between the player and the main character, so he wrote it, the game as if uh, Titus was learning everything at the same time as the player. And we kind of already talked about that. Yep. But I mean, honestly, it's kind of for it works both ways too, because I mean, we're a little bit unit at the same time, right? Because we're we're accepting all these religious whatevers, you know. We're like, oh, okay, we're supposed to go on this pilgr- pilgrimage. It's cool, cool, cool.
0: Oh, she didn't have the the braid until ten two. Yeah, she just has like the little, like the, the sloppy ponytail mm-hmm. thing with bangs.
1: Um, there's a lot of focus on making the people of each region have the same fashion design to differentiate the other areas. And you notice that, right? Like everyone, everyone has their own yeah. like area, but they have their own like culture to it. I really like that, actually. Makes sense. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna have to play ten again.
1: I yeah, you know what? Like after reading all this, I was like, man, I want to play that again. Actually, I want to play ten two again. That's I, the weird part.
0: I need to beat 10, too. And I think just because...
1: Oh, you better do it by next week. Oh, uh, shoot. Okay. Oh, they, it's on Switch.
0: It is on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but I also already own it on PS4. Yeah, I know. But I don't... I might buy it on Switch. Hold on.
1: Yeah. Not, no, don't hold on. Keep on going. Uh, okay, on. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, they were originally going to have uh, wandering enemies and seamless transition from battle and in and out of the battle, but obviously hardware limitations. And then random. Which is weird because, I mean, they were able to do it for 12. Yes, but 12 is, again... And
0: 10, 11, actually? 10 technically looks better, in my opinion, Yes. than 12. And 12 actually pared down a couple things. I feel like 12 got rid of a couple polygons for certain mm. things. In art, in favor of art style, right, and that's how they. I feel like that's how they were able to accomplish it. But also, because in twelve, a lot of the battle system is not done with necessarily a UI. There's things that are. It's it's less uh, intensive because the scenes don't need to be rendered because they're already being rendered, Mm -hmm. Um, and the attacks are less. I guess they're less flashy. There's less
1: animations dealing with most of the attacks. There still is. Um, Well. Like, the magic attack, I mean, honestly, it time, still is. It's, every
0: time Titus did a, m- a regular attack, he mm-hmm. jumped, he flipped, and sliced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Whereas totally different than the other one. In 12, it's just yeah. a slice. It's a slice. Yeah. You do magic, you literally do kind of like the slice animation, and it casts. Well, it must
1: be, I don't even remember their names. It must be the the summoner characters that actually has flashy stuff going on. In there's In 12. We don't do oh yeah when you do some in your okay yeah yeah. yeah yeah it does look kind of flashy oh it's super flashy um so they were originally going to incorporate online elements but into 10 yeah i did not know that but apparently i mean i mean they just started doing ps2 i didn't even know i didn't even know you could do the ps2 online honestly i didn't even yeah, know i it. remember it for socom so it was like, was a, like i didn't even know i had an that. ethernet
0: port you it didn't Th- oh, it didn't? I think that one's the one you had to buy the attachment for. it. Oh, really? And then the PS2 Mini, the little slim mm-hmm. one, that one had the Ethernet port built in, but then it could, didn't support the hard drive attachment.
1: <laughs> okay. So nice. you need the hard drive attachment right. for...
0: Um, uh, Stuff. Oh, no, for the uh, for Final Fantasy XI. Mm, right, right. Because it, it needed... There is no way you could run that full game from a disc because we didn't have discs big enough and because you're constantly
1: loading it. In the MMO world, which, by the way, it had a really huge world. We'll talk about that when we get there. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, this is the first time they ever had to do, like, a intimate scene between char- two uh, characters. So, they had trouble with the the kiss scene between Titus and Yuna and its animation.
0: 3 uh, Oh, yeah. 3D. I thought you said Titus and Lulu. And I was like, what game are you playing? <laughs> um. Yeah, with three D in general it's always it's actually difficult to make three D models just interact with each yeah. other. So most of the time, like when you see somebody put on a helmet or when you see somebody take off a hood or something like that, they usually always pan away and then pan back. And it's because they have to re render that part of the model. Right. They can't actually like show it coming off or it's gonna clip too much or they, they have to like render the hair immediately and then that's gonna go through it and yeah. So they did most of those times it's either reveal that's done in like a full cg movie which mm-hmm. obviously looks really good or they just cut the camera down just ever so slightly pull the hood off and then they go back up and, yeah or then kind of show the end of them pulling the hood off mm-hmm. I mean? yeah programming it's, tricks
1: oh yeah oh yeah uh so <laughs> apparently due to the neg- negative response for from the female staff members they had the like they remade this scene like a bunch of times
0: because it didn't look right? or really Yeah, because they, didn't they just weren't right.
1: satisfied with it.
0: I, I get it. That's why we have quality control. Well, it's
1: a, I mean, it's, I suppose it's an important part to the story.
0: And we're talking about we are talking about them when they're in the in that little pool, right? Or in the, the little the lake thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a very, it was a very cool scene.
1: And it was really long, too, though. Like, I could have been a little bit short. I don't know. Anyway, um, and that's nah, pretty much. They needed that. They needed that.
0: It was because it was it, it established again not only the players, but also the characters like uh, like connection with the characters or those characters. I get it.
1: So this is actually all I
0: have. What? Yeah. Well, I think we already mentioned it, but what did you want to talk about next week?
1: Final Fantasy Ten Two. Okay. Now oh. the tricky part is what we're going to talk about after Final Fantasy Ten Two. Ooh. I
0: yeah. don't know. I we'll was talk about that in the Final Fantasy Ten Two episode. Or we'll I was actually, actually about thinking about off, uh, off
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was thinking I was actually thinking about talking about the the Joker movie. Um, but I, I
0: want to, but I also do not want
1: to. Yeah, I know. I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, I want to, but I don't want to. So what I'll say about that is we will
0: tell you guys at the end of next week's episode mm-hmm. uh, if we decide to do that. Um, no guarantees either way. But uh, yeah This was a good episode I like this mm-hmm. one um, It was a
1: good game I mean game.
0: Again it's, it's weird Like I'm looking I'm thinking about it now I'm like why don't I put the, in My top all the time And I think it's because I, I never like do it.
1: huh? I never do It's I always don't. I always say I always say so 5 good. and s- Or 6 and 7 And then I never know I think I say 9 And then But also I, I think I, I told you
0: before I hate making these lists because I always know I forget
1: something. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's 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 easily in the top five. I mean, yeah, I give it that. At least, at least. Well, shoot, man. I don't really have everything else. I really don't. <coughs> okay.
0: Um. Until next.
1: Heh heh heh.